What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got Danielle Moore on from Honey What? Fresh off the Halloween gig. Yeah, sounds like she had a really good show, didn't she? Oh, yeah, I love the whole concept. I'm not going to give away yeah, what she's Yeah, don't give it away. I almost gave it away. You almost gave it away. Oh, man. Not giving it away just yet. But I will say it was a great episode. We talked a lot about the Halloween performance, um, her new... Um, their new performances on uh, uh, Sugar Shack uh, Sessions, which is available on YouTube and all that good stuff. Um, she's got some solo stuff coming out for Danielle Moore. And I know they're working on some studio stuff with Honey What. And uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really fun episode. We got into like the ins and outs of songwriting. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Billy talks about... Uh, just, you know, just my day-to-day cleaning... Habits. Habits. And his superstition hey, relax. revolves around that. We won't get too much more into it's that. It's not superstition if it always works. That's uh, that's some. There's a there's a case to be made there. I'll say. Yeah. Anyways, guys. That's um, superstition. <laughs> we're uh, stoked by this episode, so uh, we hope you enjoy. All right, new episode of Bottom of the Bill starts now. This is Bottom of the Bill, where we talk about the modern grind of a musician. Album cycle. Oh, hold on, Bill. Give me a second, man. Because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about. Spotify playlist. You keep interrupting me. That's not how we discussed it. Just give me a second. Man. We invite established artists Festival on Festival sh- lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategy. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, oh, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. Danielle Moore from Honey What, fresh off a of Halloween appearance. How you doing? I'm doing great. How yeah. are you doing? I'm doing great. Feeling good. I got my uh, my whiskey right here. Uh, it was a quick little fun tidbit about this glass. What happened with this glass, Bill? We got to talk about it. Mm, I was washing all my dishes today, and I dropped that glass. It says build, uh, building an empire, by the way, which mm-hmm. is like my thing. That's your so. I dropped yeah. that glass on uh, a stack of plates, and I heard a breaking sound. I thought for sure that I broke his like favorite glass, but it didn't break. It broke all of my plates. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a good omen, pieces I don't for know. the empire to get built. Oh, oh I like God. that. Yes, exactly. Building blocks. She, Danielle's on board with it. You just need to surrender. Or maybe, to the idea, maybe Bill. it means that you're you're breaking things with your empire. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that, you're yeah. yeah, like it's falling apart. Yeah, I don't think that's the case though. Eh, it's a wrecking ball, regardless. <laughs> Anyways, Billy coming in hot, like fucking ninety three voted for Donald Trump over here. Huh? Ninety <laughs> three? Yeah. What do you mean? Get it like flannel and like. But it's also like, doesn't matter. Oh, because of the '90s. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, um, how was Halloween? <laughs> it was long and short and sweet and spooky and chill and crazy. All the all the spectrum traveling. What a uh, um. What time did you guys play? What day did you guys play? So we played Friday at 2.30. It was the first set on the campground stage. On the For that day, would be considered the smaller stage because I think the amphitheater was the other 2.30 set. Okay. So, Oh, wait, no, it was Spirit Lake. So Eugene Snowden was on Spirit Lake. Oh, so nice. we were in the same area. We were in Spirit Lake 
Spirit Lake stage, Eugene Snowden. Honey what? Campground stage. Awesome. I like I like playing super uh, early, playing first, or whatever, because that means the rest of the weekend that you're you're over. Yeah, we actually um, when Paul hit me up about playing, he's like, "Do you have a preference on a day?" I'm like, "How does Friday sound?" Because nobody's gonna be like super burnt out yet. I'm not gonna get the whole like, "Oh, I didn't get here till Friday," or um, like some people. If I would have played Thursday, and then they'd be like, "Oh, we didn't get here till." Friday, sorry you missed your set. I still have people who miss my set, but of course it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, because it was too early. Yeah, <laughs> two thirty. I will say too early that for some people. If, I mean, that's too early for me at a festival oh, for sure. It's too early for oh, Tony. What's going on? I'm the exact. Oh, oh man, I yeah, I was up early. Um, the earliest set was Rojoma, noon, oh, yeah. thirty, twelve thirty on Sunday. Uh, what stage were they at? The campground. Nice. I've got to have had the earliest stage. I played Bear Creek at 11.30 in the morning on a Saturday. 2012, or I think. Yeah, 2013. That one, right there, actually. Yeah, I went in 2014. Yeah, well, you were very late to my show, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, dang it. You you guys had a lot of people out there, though? So you're telling us about the the bee, uh, the community of bees that you've built up. Yes! So this is... um, Honeywood hasn't played a lot of festivals. We did Tranquility in 2020. We've done two OBJs. Um, and then a couple, like, smaller local ones. So as far as, like, m- I don't want to say memorable because then that would be kind of slamming the other festivals that I didn't mention that we played. But um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> You're set and having like your your community of uh, bee uh, bee people. The bee, yeah. bee people, the hive. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so Halloween is Halloween festival, and I was like, all right, guys, we're gonna dress up. So I had the idea for the bee theme, and I was like, what if we extend the bee theme to the audience, and then also use that as a marketing thing and I'm in a couple of on Facebook uh Huluing groups and I posted in them the whole idea of like hey guys we're honey what it's our first year playing we're so excited and we're playing 2:30 on the camera you know all the details and then if you need an idea for a costume we got you like Bee attire, however you want to do it, black and yellow. You could dress up as a bee. Uh, nature, like interpret to your own way. And it was awesome. Yeah, I love that concept, though. It's a very brilliant way to get people on board with what you guys are doing. Yeah, because participation gets people excited. Like instruction, some people love instructions to follow. Yeah, well, yeah, most people need the instructions to follow yeah. now because it's like there's so much out there. It, like the way that you can stand out is by letting people in on like what your community and your culture is about. And mm-hmm. then when they do it, and especially if you reward them for it, uh, they feel like they're really a part of the thing now, which makes them buy into the music, gets them excited about what you're doing. And then like they go and tell all their friends about it. So hopefully yeah. you guys notice a big bump after, after that appearance. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of great feedback. Scott Hopkins, with Music Fest news. Did you see the status he posted? Uh, oh. I did not see that, no. <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. Let's yeah, go ahead. It. Halloween. It's only my second Halloween I've been to. Uh, That's pretty cool. 
and we played it. So I'm just like, there's a long road ahead of me. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, it's, it's good that you um, got to play Huluween in front yeah. of a lot of people. I'm stoked about it. So Scott Hopkins, yesterday with Music Fest News, he finally caught a Honey What set, and it happened to be the Huluween one, which is fantastic because it was so good. And yesterday posted the status about I caught 76 sets uh, I saw that one this yeah. year. And like here are my top. And for Friday, there were like five names and ours was on the top. Well, yeah. it was probably by time, the time slots or maybe his favorite. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I will. I do. He did say chronological order. Not to take it away from you. You oh, still made the top five. Dang it. You still made the top five, though. I, mean, I made the top five. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, that was a good move for him to not post. Which like an order of his favorite band, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I think he's smart about his words at this point. A hundred percent. Being uh, on that blog. But that's dope that you guys that he that he loved your set. That I mean, I love watching you guys play. I can't even imagine what you did on a festival uh, stage. Yeah. So another aspect that was brought to that set that we haven't added to our sets before was my adorable drummer. We've had her for. A little over a year. August of last year was our first show with her. Really? Is that when we played with y'all at Dunedin? Nah. You're asking me to remember when we played together. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Her, I remember she was playing there, and I'm pretty sure it was in the summertime. I'm running. I'm running on 12 hours of sleep. Me too. Right now, <laughs> for the whole day. Yeah. For me, the 12 hours is from Thursday to today. Almost a week. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you need to sleep more. <laughs> I'm not a doctor or anything. <laughs> so yeah what about your drummer my drummer andrea tofelski she what is it tofelski oh, what's the for andrea 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 tofelski yeah okay kind of reminds me of like mike wazowski from <laughs> it's very similar to that yeah similar yeah, roll the, off the tongue from the jungle book yeah from the jungle book yeah or maybe monsters inc that's what i meant sorry yeah i don't know it's okay they got some weird so. names in jungle book too <laughs> probably so she proposed to me <laughs> really what really so when's the, when's the happy day every day <laughs> <laughs> good answer so she proposed to me the week of embarking into Halloween land she's like i'm going to spout off some b facts during our set I was like, okay, cool, that's different. We never done that before. That could be fun. Like, I'm just starting to get hyped about the whole B situation because A, my costume came in and it was the bee's knees. Okay, <laughs> And um my campsite that I was camping with was like showing me all of their costumes coming in. I'm like, yo, even if no one else dresses up, I have like 30 people on my campsite. So it's going to look pretty solid. Um, so she was all about the B facts. She didn't tell me any of the B facts that she was going to throw out there. And I was like, all right, cool, do the B facts, but don't just say the B fact and then let it awkwardly sit, and then we just go into the song. Like, segue it somehow. And what ended up happening is I had to be the segueer. Because she would just say the B fact, and then I have to figure out how to tie it in to the next song. But thankfully, I was at this being in high school. All right, let's do one. How's that? A Wait. Bee oh, you could be the segueer. Okay. All right. Did you know that a bee can fly almost as fast as you can run? 
Yeah, the 12 hours of sleep. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you really bailed on that one. That was really disappointing. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. From I can Zoo tell Bucks. you one that she said. Yeah. And how'd you, okay, but I'm yeah. still probably Give us an example. I was doing this earlier. I was talking to my mom and I was on the way here because I uh, drove to Jacksonville this morning and I was trying to stay awake because this morning I was like a zombie and then I drank some coffee and then I was like. The opposite of a zombie, and now I'm more mellowed out. Um, so this morning, talking to my mom, I was trying to repeat the B facts and how I responded to them, and I'm like, I myself am like very unenthused with how I'm trying to relay these to you right now, and not understanding how they were funny. So you're probably not getting it either. So we'll revisit this later. So let me see if I can. You can recreate, recreate the, magic. the moment right okay, now. Let's hear it. Because I couldn't do it for my mom earlier. Um, so. Latte do. What? No, he's. Did you say so okey doke? No, I said latte do. He's so distracting. Just ignore him. He's just. He's here for comic relief. I thought you were a singer. I thought you might like that joke. Well, the fact that Andrew, the Andrew doing the B facts during our set made me think of you. Why? Because you're little, you have little facts that you'll throw out during a side hustle set. Oh, yeah. The, sometimes I do do that. That's right. When we played together at the Denny Brewery, whatever date that was, because as <laughs> you know, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was the last time. And. Shit. What did I say? You said something about on this day in 19 <laughs> something something. <laughs> so this stupid. movie. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. That guy is quirky. Yeah, what? Uh, quirky. Was that the... The understatement of the year. Oh, I remember that show. That was the show where I was like... Uh, it's like, uh, what he asked me what song do, are we going to play next? Well, what song should we play next? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what song we're going to play next. I'm going to give you hints. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. About what song we're going to play next. That's right. It's yeah. the same thing. So, like, yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah, that, yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden, like, maybe an audience member yells out, like, trying to guess it before... Ooh. Coming in hot. <laughs> uh, I hate it when that happens. That was very nice and personal. Hello there. <laughs> um, nice to know you, microphone. Uh, so, like, try to guess it before Anton would guess it. And then all of a sudden, your audience is thrilled to be there more than they already were because you guys are killer musicians. Oh, um, thank you. I, yeah. thought, I, I, didn't, I thought you were talking about your Halloween co uh, audience for a second. I realized oh. you were giving us a compliment. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, that's nice of you. Sure. I think it just didn't work out, though, for the audience because y'all would figure out what it was before the audience was, and then we would start the song. Yeah. I can't even think any of anyone. Uh, definitely probably like a Stevie Wonder, though. Yeah. For what? Like, for when we play Stevie Wonder yeah. at Dunedin, but I can't remember like what I was upset about it. I'm like, man, you're never going to be able to see this coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's mean. But I think that's what I said. And then we play Stevie Wonder. Yeah, that actually sounds about And right. ironically, I start that song, so I don't even know why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> what Was I having a hard time figuring out what you were talking about? Is yeah, that what happened? I, you have a hard time figuring out anything that I'm talking I'm about. I'm really slow. Time. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's all right, though. I need time to like process things. That's I, mean, I don't. I, I don't no, even I think about you what I'm saying. You like I, that. I, get, I get excited about what the end of my sentence is going to be the same way you do. Yeah, okay, I know. I can I tell. Like, yeah, you're just quick with it, and you can tell that it's organic, and you don't plan it out. <laughs> yeah. That was a very nice compliment, but really, what she meant to say I just was really came here to compliment A -D -D. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> with no filter. 
Oh, so yeah. back to uh, me. Yes. So <laughs> at my Halloween set with my band, Honey What? Yeah. So the, the name of your band, I didn't even know that. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the name of my band. The B fact that my campsite liked the most was Andrea was like, she'd always be like, hey, guys, uh, you want you want to here's another fact about a bee. And I'd be like, yeah, come on, Andrew, I give it to him. Lay some more sweet stuff on him. Nice, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Did you plan that out too? That just came to you. No. In the just came. To I you had in the to moment? really pull on that thespi- that, that ten year ago thespian. Never got a lead role, but yes, and sorry, yes, and that's in the past. Yeah. yeah. The what? The whole yes and the improv. Yeah. But no, I would say never got a lead role, even though I tried my best understudy. I was starting to get into me neither. I was the same. Call way. her out. Call her out. Who was who? Who was the bitch that didn't give you the lead role? No. I was joking. Sorry. No, That's we're impressive. not gonna. We're not gonna throw, throw them under the bus. <laughs> I thought you were to say their name real quick. That was perfect. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So B facts. The one that my campsite really liked was. She was like, bees never sleep. And I was learning a lot, too. She'd say <laughs> stuff and be like, really? That's insane. Bees are freaking wild, dude. Um, so she'd be like, bees never sleep to regain energy. They just lay down and don't move. And by not moving, that's how they're able to like get up and fly again once they have enough energy. So I had to tie that in by kind of being like, Oh yeah, bees, team no sleep. You guys know what that's about. We're at this festival. I know all y'all out there haven't slept. Thank you for being on brand with us and just nice. all this I love ridiculous that. hoping that I would say the right thing and not make a fool of myself because Andrea obviously had her facts um, planned out, Googled and that's what a wild like like thing to just kind of wing. Like in but the moment, I winged it. yeah, you winged it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's wild. I like to uh, go to the zoo and make up fake animal facts in yeah. front of people. That's one of my favorite things. And you're good do. at that because you're quick with it. I guess. I mean, with that, you can just make shit up. You're like, oh, that tiger has six toes, and that's just what tigers are like. And then that's it. Nah, that that wasn't very good. So, so give us an example, Bill. Did you know that uh, that penguins actually hide their emotions by only eating fish? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like what? <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was the experience like after you played? How did you guys feel? Like, were you like buzzing for a while? Boom, chew. That one was for you, Steve. Uh, I know that you like that. Uh. Yeah. So actually, we are our own worst critics, and uh, I've only just this year started playing electric guitar. With the band, and it makes me nervous as hell. Cause it was like a tough journey. Cause even it sounds silly to say now, but just like learning how to strum an electric guitar compared to an acoustic, I'm like, this is never good. I don't even know how this is ever going to sound good with me doing it. Um, I think I've kind of figured it out by now. <laughs> Hopefully. I think it sounds great, honestly. Thank like, you. Yeah. When you played with our at the documentary show, that was really great. And what were you playing on? You had a, a you guys were great too <laughs> at that show. <laughs> that was the Thank you. and Dustin Monk. Yeah, and the hustle. She has and the same the guitar you have, right? Wasn't it? 
No, you it was red, wasn't it? I know it was red. Pardon? Oh, oh, my guitar? Yeah. Oh, so my guitar is a custom... Uh, so down where we live, there's a guy that makes guitars named Nicholas Craster. Uh, and he is in a band called Ari... Or it was Ari and the Alibis, and now it's Ari Ella. And they gig... They don't gig as heavily as they used to, but super awesome. It's husband and wife duo, and sometimes they'll have a full band, just whatever the moment calls for. And he makes guitars, and it's called Craster Guitars, self-named. So that's my semi-hollow body, is a Craster. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. I was way out. It was was the first one he ever made, and I bought it off of someone else. That's dope. I thought it was a Gibson SG. No. (laughs) Which I, I like to pretend it is. Does it look like it gives an SG? What do you think, Billy? You've seen it before. Mm-hmm. He's, he yeah. Has, he knows. He has no concept when it comes to guitars. They're all the no. same thing to him. No, that's well. They all. They're, they're the only thing that's different about guitars is they do look different. I will say okay. that. <laughs> yeah. The, but at the end of the day, they all sound the same. They all sound like a guitar. Oh my god. Mm. Anyways, Can't get behind that. <laughs> yeah. He, sentiment. He's. Yeah. He's. Yeah. What? Anyways, that's uh, pretty good. Brick wall right here, but no, I thought about it a lot. Yeah, um, show me a guitar that doesn't sound like a guitar. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll show you a piano that doesn't sound like a piano. That's actually true. I mean, as there, but there are some guitars that use those pickups that are like MIDI uh, pickups and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they can do like cool things. So I don't know anything about that yet. Yeah, it's it's a fun. How uh, much are those guitars? Are they expensive? Uh, depends on which ones you get, you know, like Roland makes one that, that like goes with one of their MIDI controllers. It's like, well, it acts as a MIDI controller. It goes with like their, this whole board thing. It's like talking about a guitar. Nope. It's a guitar. It's, it's Roland? a MIDI controller basically. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so w- it's like a 339 shape. The one that you play or like a 335 shape. I can't remember. What is that? Yeah. What uh, is okay, that? Explain it. Anyways. Literally. It's embarrassing how much I don't know about guitars, it's even okay. though I've been playing for 15 years. It's, it's a whole different side to like, to like learn about, though. Honestly, I didn't know about it until I started working at music stores, and I had to. Otherwise, it would have been like... You were just always surrounded by them. So even if you didn't make the effort to learn about them, you were just seeing them every day. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually it's like, oh, well, yeah, the 335, 339. Yeah, exactly. And there's also many times where people would come up to me and be like, what's the difference between this $500 guitar and that... $1,800 guitar, and when you're a salesperson that can't explain the difference, you feel real dumb. Yeah. So I started deep real diving. Flat, real fast. Yeah. I say about so. like for thir- well, there's been so many times, too, where I've walked into Sam Ash or Guitar Center, and I feel like it was an employee every now and again that'd be just sitting down noodling. So did you get to do that? I mean, I did, yeah. So you what, could get a feel for the guitar. So when somebody yeah. asked you about it, it'd be like, oh, yeah. So since I played <laughs> that one last week while there was nobody in the store. That was the excuse that we would tell our managers. Tell yeah. Yeah. but Research and development or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that didn't really fly very often. It was like, get, get off the guitars. You got to go sell yeah, some I was, shit. I was, okay, so they didn't. They don't like you to do no, that? No, they don't want you to do that did at you all. Ever, did you ever have to tell somebody to stop playing guitar? Uh, No. No, you never did? I, I feel mean, like you probably aren't allowed to. You're not really allowed to, but there yeah, are. What days. are the rules? What are the rules there? This is if not I a got podcast it, if, about that. What I'm, I'm just saying, saying, if I got into Sam Ash and I just started sitting down playing a guitar, like how long can I stay there for? If you're if you're just like a customer, yeah, as long as you want, doesn't matter. They're really, not gonna, they're not going to say anything. Although a lot of salespeople will leave, leave up to their discretion. You know what I mean? So it's like if that guy was out 
all night partying or something and they come into work and you're sitting there wanking and it sounds like shit for three hours you're gonna be like yo literally you have to get the fuck out of here yeah <gasps> yeah so like in a sense it could be like bartender vibes like oh i see if you feel like this person doesn't need to be doing what they're doing consuming alcohol playing guitar yeah then you throw that card i kicked somebody out of guitar center one time because they walked in as we were closing and my manager for was like, what you didn't even give them time to ask. I was like, I, no. I was just I was so like I, there was probably other shit going on that day, but I was so over it. And like my manager was like, oh, didn't say anything about it. And they walked in. They're like looking around. I was like, hey, are you just purchasing anything? And they were like, no, I'm just looking around. I was like, well, we're closing. And they were like, that's fucked up. And I was like, I don't care. Like we're trying to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so like it's not like the time to browse was fucking all day. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. What it's, are we doing? It's funny to think of you having a, like a manager and stuff because I've known you for so long. Now you just never had a a real job, as they say, or whatever. But mm -hmm. like you know, working for somebody, that's just funny. Like you had to like I just can't imagine you doing that and reporting <laughs> to somebody. There's just no way. Yeah, it's that's why I can I can. It's really bad at holding down jobs for sure. You were? I, I mean, I am really bad at hold. That's why I've been self-employed for six years, seven mm -hmm. years, whatever it is. Anyways, you have to run the show. Speaking of running the show. Yeah, let's talk about you running the show because there's a lot of things that you do that I find admirable that I can't like like the whole your whole merchandise situation and the way that you get there early and you set it all up. Holy fuck. That's a world that I hate. Let's talk about how, why you're so good at that and why you like it so much. Um, that's just. Yeah, I love it. How do I explain why I love it? Aesthetic. Um, I do solo music full time too, and I have merch for that as well, like a T-shirt and stickers. And I used to have CDs and stuff. So like my solo thing is branded, and then Honey What is branded, and you just make so much money off of merch. Yeah, and I love making money. Yeah. <laughs> the more of it, the better. Yeah, that's typically how it goes. Uh, so with both of my, it's like a little, a little world that you set up. And you can decorate it however you want. I use the vintage suitcases because mm -hmm. um, millennials love that shit. So aesthetic. And then you can put everything in it. So it acts as the carrier for your money-making objects, and then the displayer for your money-making objects. Right. And I love things that are multi-use. Functional. Multi-functional. Yeah. <sighs> what else is there to be said about it? Well, there's got there's got to be something because, like, to me, I I hate the idea of worrying about inventory or like even coming up with concepts for the merchandise itself, or like even thinking about bringing it with me to gigs. No and shit. Like think, <laughs> yeah. Or like thinking about like having to run it after our set or before our set and like dealing. You with just want to play music, man. That's, I mean, well, I, I like the booking and like that kind of stuff too, but, but that thing in particular like drives me crazy. You don't mind like dealing with customers and like. No, you know. because for them to come up and interact with you and feel like they've made a connection just makes, you, you know, it can make them want to come back. I mean, ideally, every time, every interaction would 
make them want to come back. Right. And then wearing the merch, that's free advertisement. Right. So I know the effect of that. And I have done all the designs. That's all my concepts. You don't feel like it's too much when you got to write tunes and like rehearse the band. Oh, yeah. Designs I and get overwhelmed a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do the design. I do merch. I do the money. I book the gigs. I write a lot of the song, like lyrics. Um, it's been cool having Andrea because there is one song called Atomic. The only place you can hear it is on our Sugar Shack sessions. Is that the one that has, it's like boom, 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 boom or whatever, something like that? That's Ticking Time Bomb. It's a really good fucking song also. That's what we opened with at Halloween. It's so good. I love Sam, that we, It used to be our closer, but for Halloween, Sam was like, let's open with it. <laughs> and I'm like gonna be insane <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> like that we're just gonna come in like Pat. yeah you kick him in the mouth you get one hour at a festival you just come out swinging yeah 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 so yeah you wear all those hats like and you don't oh the hats that's <laughs> the latest addition yeah. <laughs> people love that like when the first show that we had hats like people showed up just to buy them really they stayed too, but <laughs> I was about to say oh, they got to add and got the fuck out of there. Well, yeah. you know, I wasn't keeping an eye on every single person that bought a hat, so maybe. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But um, what was the first show that we sold? Oh, it was OBJ. I bought them for OBJ because I'm like these hippies. I love their hats. Yeah. And these wooks love their hats. I do love being called hippies and wooks. Also, while we're at it. <laughs> I'm just joking. Sorry. No, it's you know. <laughs> no. It's endearing. I'm, yeah. So we got them for OVJ. Um, I usually like to get new merch for festivals to give people incentive to come to our shows as well. Totally. Check it out. I didn't do it for um, Huluween. Instead, it was the costume incentive to come participate in that. <sighs> you need to remind me what we're talking about again. Um. <laughs> So Andrea helped you with the writing a lot of this stuff too. That's where we were going before yeah. we went. Yeah. Oh, was I just talking about all the roles in the band? He was he was That's talking over. about yes. And then I got you to wear, songwriting. No, he said you wear a lot of hats, and then we started talking about That's your, what your hat, actual yeah. hats. Yeah. Not metaphysical hats. <laughs> yeah. That you. So what wear. do you want to talk about out of what we just talked about? Well, I want to go back to <laughs> I, I want to go back to what Andrea's been helping you with the songwriting, I guess. So just the one song. It's a Tomic that's on our Sugar Shack session. Try and say that five times fast. Sugar Shack, all the S's. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's so a weird one. Atomic was the one song, and what she did was because she has her own thing as well called Andy. It's A-N-D, and the E has a line over it. Okay. And she has a couple songs out on Spotify. And she's trying to gear back up to play gigs with that again. So that'll be fun. Probably do, like, Honey What, like, Andy and Honey What, even, too. I'm like, I might do that. Yeah, totally. It's, like, so cool to see, like, her do her thing. And then, like, wait, she's also the drummer for the band? Yeah, I think it's important. That's, like, kind of, like, the new... Uh, way especially in like the jam kind of circuit where everyone's got every band's got like a little collective that spawns off of it mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i think gives a lot of people like the longevity and the staying power you know in this world speaking of your drummer you kind of unity you yeah. kind of you kind of said that she proposed to you on stage and then you just yeah, we, we didn't really we, talk about that at all 
No, I said she proposed, and then Anton was like, "Really?" Blah blah blah. And then I finished the thought, but oh shit, she proposed the B idea. <laughs> or no, no, she proposed the B the B fact idea. Oh. We both thought that she proposed to you on I'm stage. I'm sorry. Did I talk over you when you were trying to explain that part? No, I explained it. Oh, uh, you did explain it. Yeah. Oh, Billy, thank you for derailing because she explained it already. And then I explained you it. weren't listening, obviously. You didn't know what the fuck she <laughs> meant either. <laughs> but yeah, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Easy target as always. All right. Um, so we, I want to get to the bottom of the billboard. Okay. Uh, because um, this, <laughs> this new concept we've been doing... This uh, reviewing songs that are at uh, number one hundred, well, number one hundred on the Billboard charts this is, week, it, it, yeah, of this week of the week that we're currently in is um, hilarious to me because it's so different than like what we would normally listen to, and like what we would. It's just it's it's been fun, honestly. I've been enjoying this segment a lot more now, to be honest. Eventually, there'll be like a really great song that's. Uh, like coming off of the billboard, that'll be like, oh, I'm sorry to see it go. Like it's not yeah. gonna be on there, but this one, no. So wait, how many um, segments of the bottom, the bottom 100 have you done? Just the, this will just be one the, so this far. Will be the, this second the second one. one. Okay, because you said like eventually there'll be a good one. I'm like, how many bad ones have you listened to? Well, that's oh. what we used to do. Is I would I would show him a song that I really liked, and he would show me a song that he really liked, and we would never get along because we both like different things. Yeah, that's still happening though. No, we both <laughs> well, we both agree that well, it's bad. Well, no, no, we haven't we haven't we haven't discussed this one yet. So I want to uh, say not specifically about the song, just about like oh, in general. In general. Yeah, we no. don't we don't agree on a lot of things yet. Yeah, some, yeah. some random things we do agree on. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it makes those moments real special. I, I can't like. think about them right now, but I can definitely be savored. Yeah, def- exactly. Definitely could count them on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. Okay, so uh, the artist this week is uh, Rosalia, and the song is uh, Despecha, which I think means spite in Spanish. Uh, Do you mm. think? I looked it up, so, so it does mean spite I should have looked it up. I took five, so because we listened, we all listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it like fifteen times on the way up here. Yeah, because like I said, um, or maybe I didn't say because we were talking before we started recording on the way to Jacksonville this morning. I was like. I need to snap out of this because I need to like make thoughts and words yeah. later today that are going to be immortalized on a video. You're, <laughs> you're crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, so uh, this song is co-written by Chris Jedi, Gabby Music, which if that's your real name, I don't believe you. It's, her last um, name is Music? Yeah. Wow, that's so ironic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ironic. Uh, the Melo uh, Nuno, I think is how you say it, or Nuno, um, Nino, uh, one of the, I don't know. Is there a thing there's over no there? Over, there's no N, yeah, there's none of that over it, no. Uh, producers, uh, David Rodriguez, uh, Noah Goldstein, and Sir Dylan, who I guess is a knight. So, um, good for you, Sir Dylan. Ba-da-ch. So, this is a uh, reggaeton song. Reggaeton. Um, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I don't think it was. All right, whatever. Yeah. And it's Not like, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's I don't know. It's, says, so it's a fact. It kind of reminds me more of like, you know, that song, uh, Senorita by, uh, uh, Camila Cabello and, uh, Sean Mendes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do know that yeah. song. Kind of reminds me of like a less interesting version of that song. What about you, Despacito? That's a good song. Yeah. Like, is that reggaeton? Yeah. Despacito. Anything's got that that pulse. It's kind of like that's yeah. a regular. What about Desperado? Pulse. Okay, 
Um, so what about it, Billy? <laughs> sounds like Despacito. Yeah, it sounds just like that. The uh-huh. word. The yeah. word. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> stupid. The uh, to me, the vocal performance on this was uh, it did what it was supposed to do. What? Uh, there was no really showcasing much of any of the range no. which she has. No. Um, but that's not. I don't think that was the point of the song. Anyways, what was the point of the song? I'm gonna get there. Why'd you make it? Uh, there's a lower octave uh, vocal thing that happens at like certain parts where they add a little bit of like overdrive to it, but it's like subtle, which I thought was an interesting production I didn't hear that. choice. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of the ad libs that they were doing. I thought they were kind of like they were ad libbing. Yeah, there were what some ad libs, just like little things that they call back. You know, like she says a line and then she's responding to is it. Is that very a reggaeton thing? It's a like a hip hop thing. They do it in rap and and you know a lot of, like yeah right. pop music in general. Both genres now. that I don't listen to a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I I come as manzanas, but that is as much Spanish as I speak. Okay. You let you eat apples. <laughs> I took five years. Of that's Espanol. Nice. That's what you got out of it. I just pronounced that real. No, I can speak it pretty well. Oh, you can? Like when I go to Mexico. Nice. I'm like, oh, I can get around. Uh-huh, yeah. And communicate things. Yeah. More fluent than I am, and I'm I like, Cuban, so. I like saying uh, wrong Spanish phrases. Like I'd be like, ah, well, you know what they say, como se dice, which means God bless you in Spanish. <laughs> All right. Aww. Um. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Um. <laughs> It's the same instrumental melody the whole time. No, that's great. Uh, the same <laughs> cor- the same chord structure. Yeah, the same chord. Tr- yeah, for the whole song. Structure. So that's where the pop music comes in because they love that. Yeah, it's, totally. The chords. There's just one chord. No, it's two chords. <laughs> I'm sorry, two and, chords. And at you one point I mean? they go the, they go to the flat six. I saw two. that. Yeah, for one for one time there was a turnaround. Yeah, if you can call it a turnaround. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, the only thing that they change is the timbre of the instrument. So it goes from like a piano line, yeah. and then it go. They they, they take that same line. They just do like a detuned steel drum. It sounds like. No, I think they just use a cutoff filter. Um, okay, whatever. Yeah. It just sounds. Like, it sounds like a Which detuned real, it's steel a real drum. Cool, it's a real cool DJ move. Yeah, uh, and then the per- percussion doesn't change the entire song. Nope. Um, and then obviously I can't really speak too heavily on the lyrics because I don't speak Spanish. Um, but you caught manzanas, right? Yeah, right. plenty. Um, I caught a couple things. You did. Yeah. What's like it what? about? And then, I mean, I ca- there's a couple things that I you caught. Said spite. I don't know. A couple things that I caught. She's like talking about working or like, like yeah, like trabajar. Yeah, la, 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 la. yeah, little things like that that I can catch. But wow. like, as far as I know that or like seen problem or like no problem. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, we got some lyrics. That's the that's the real uh, English lyrics. That's the yes. real. What are you gonna say, Bill? What? He, said, th- he that's he said what he was gonna say. Yeah, the real English uh, lyrics. Okay. Um. Okay. For me, overall, it's uh, it's a perfectly written pop song. Nothing groundbreaking. No hypnos cloaked in frills. No journey to be taken on. If you, <laughs> I don't know why I said this. If you want to zone out and dance for two and a half minutes, this is your song. That's at least two more minutes of fun that you'll get from the homeboy at the bar sending you drinks. Uh, and then, uh, either way, not my cup of tea. Hey, Chris, what does so. Moto Mommy mean? Look right. that up. I'll do some research. Thank you. Got the lyrics. Um, this is a hardcore thumbs down for me, by the way. Well, what do you uh, think, Bill? did you watch the music video on YouTube? No. And she's just hanging out at the beach the whole time. You watched the music video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, I, that's how everybody digests music. You know that if you're not a musician. I, that is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they have, you know, millions and I millions. I guess the two, A biker chick. I guess a moto mommy. That makes sense. But I thought it maybe it meant something a little bit different. So the 235 million streams that it has on Spotify are irrelevant then? 
That's how all consumers. Uh, hey, can you see how many uh, uh, streams are on, or views Jesus are on YouTube, Christ. please? Not 235 million. Why do you say that? Does that ever really happen on YouTube, like that many streams? Constantly. Justin Bieber has like over a billion on one. Really? Yes, really. Yep. Oh, okay. You know what you're talking about. No, I guess just not. So, just so confident all the time. <laughs> like I'm such an idiot. Yeah, I know. But it's just not true. Yeah. Uh, this song sucks. <laughs> like just straight <laughs> up. Uh, it's on its way out. Did you see it was at 68 and it's on, it's on its way out? <laughs> yeah, okay. I just don't really get it. But the music video, it just seems so wholesome. It's, she's just hanging out at the beach. What well, we got? What I just read. Oh, look. 24 million views. About the same. A 235 million. Oh, this. I thought you said two, tw- 25 million. She's making some money off that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you're right. Rosalia. Um, I like it. All right. What about the song do you like? I'm I love a good pop song. Yeah. Well, first of all, there was, I was, I all the genres at Halloween this weekend. So... My mind is just like, I'm open to anything. Yeah. I'll consume it all. Because I would go to sets that I didn't even plan on going because I'd run into a friend and be like, oh, I'm, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. Never heard of them before. So as, as I was saying, I played the song at least like 15 times on the way up here as my brain was reforming. And I, I kept finding myself streaming like, even the staying facing. I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. I'm still I'm still at the festival right now. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, it's definitely a dance song, 100%. I didn't think it was a and no I offense. I don't think it was a love pop to song. Bailar. Yes, you're That a means dance in I, Spanish. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, que significa, which means nice What's to like, nice to meet you. <laughs> All right, Bill. Uh, you don't think it was a dance song or a pop song? I don't. No, it didn't feel that way at all. It felt like it was like a like a club song or something. I guess we should could say it was pop a pop song. song. But when yeah. I think of pop song, I think of like Ariana Grande or Kelly Clarkson or no, not Kelly Clarkson. Well, I guess she was. Yeah, too. totally. Uh, the the other one, the Firework Girl. Katy Perry. Thank you. I mean, this is in that Wrecking same ball? exact vein. It's just it's a little. I mean, it's got no, it's, it's got a Latin pulse to it, but it's popular music. It's on the radio. It's Top 100 on the Billboard charts. Uh, this is bottom 100, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a pop tune, but I mean, wh- what do you, what do you think about it? Like I said, it just uh, uh, from from beginning to end just sucks. Okay. I just don't like it. I can't speak Spanish, so I can't understand it. So it's got that already bad. So yeah, Spanish sucks. Um, yeah, so so I just can't understand <laughs> it. So I like. So then what I have to go to is like, okay. Is she is is the singer singing very well? And I'm like, it's all right. And then is the rest of the music good? I'm like, no. So bad. Okay, it's a solid review. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it was a simple song. Yeah, totally. As pop music and apparently reggaeton, and you said like R and B too. No, it's reggaeton. But you said like with the call and response stuff. Oh well, no, just uh, the ad living is a very popular thing. Like in in. Like rap and yeah, R and B for sure, and yeah, reggaeton, pretty much any kind of. It's kind of pop like music. permeating everything now, like even pop music. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. What do you mean by ad living? Do you mean like? What is that callbacks? Like, or she'll say a line, it's like ooh, ah, oh yeah, like little shit like oh, that. You know what I mean? Like little John. Yeah. When he just says what? Yeah, yeah. basically, oh, but he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's the just king, like that. He's probably the best at it. <laughs> I mean, he definitely made him. Trailblazer. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I take it back. Who's the best at it? DJ Khaled. 
Uh, is that his only one? Does he have any other ones? We the best music. Yeah, he also does. We we the best music. Probably yeah. Pitbull does it a lot. I mean, every rapper does it. He, he just likes to say, "Mr. Worldwide." Yeah. Talk about a guy who knows how to brand himself. That was brilliant, Mr. Oh, 305 to Mr. Worldwide. It's brilliant. Why? Because he was set himself up to make the jump. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. It's it is what it is. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so what are we thinking? Thumbs up, thumbs down for the song on on the on the Billboard charts on our Billboard charts. What are we thinking? Boom. For me, it's a thumbs down. What do you say, Danielle? I just want to I just want a thumbs up because I can appreciate anyone that's trying to express themselves. Because I've heard some horrible songs in my day where like instinct to gut reaction was like next. Yeah. And the minute that one came on, since I'm still like in like floaty festival mode, I was like, yeah, all music. If I can bop to it, then then you're into it. The music, the music video is really great. It's just her hanging out on the beach. Hanging out on the beach. And it looks like she's in like Tampa, or something like that. I think I don't know. I didn't watch the video, so yeah, I I wouldn't like be like, oh man, you know what I really want to listen to right now, (laughs) right. Okay. Wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the one. Okay, so then we're going to go ahead and just say the song's not making it on the playlist. Then. No. All right. No, none of them. None of them. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. <laughs> You're going to be too it's, in. I, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's it's not looking good great. Point. Don't make such a definitive statement so soon. Yeah. Just saying, we're bad. Why we, not age well? We're batting a big goose egg right we, now. We got, so. we got T-Swift's got every song in the top ten right now. You know, one of those is about to hit the one. No. I point. don't like that album. That's a good unpopular opinion. Yeah. I haven't heard it yet. I, mean, I have. Check it out. And I was an avid Taylor Swift fan. And when she released this one, I'm like, she's run out of things to write about. And this is getting ridiculous. Billy, what was your unpopular opinion a few weeks ago? Oh, With- that it's her. <laughs> yeah. And which is like her number one song is talking about her being the problem. Oh, the yeah. anti-hero one? Yeah, that's number one right now. Yeah. So The music videos are like, all right, yeah, she's rich. Good for her. Yeah. I haven't. I, I, I don't follow her at all. So I, I really no I really doing. like the the Wrecking Ball song she did like ten years ago. But other than that, I just don't. <laughs> took me a second. I really, think? really appropriated my joke there, bud. What What do you mean? Yeah. That okay. might be Miley Cyrus. Go for it, man. Take it's it for sure. <laughs> oh, send it home. You got this, Bill. Oh, then I don't like any Taylor Swift. Songs. <laughs> Yeah, um, when you said that earlier, no one even acknowledged it. I didn't, what did you say? It's pretty much my role on this podcast. What did you say? <laughs> he said something about Wrecking Ball. I made like a little, you know. Oh, when I talked about his glass breaking my place and I called it a Wrecking Ball? Nope, this was like five minutes ago during the yeah. bottom of the billboard. You Anyways, guys didn't hear it. Were we talking? I, it. I just slipped it in there. Uh, sorry, Chris. Pay more attention. Thanks, I'm guys. sorry. Um, I'll just right. keep pushing buttons. Y'all do your thing. <laughs> I want to talk about your appearance on sugar shack sessions and because like that to me is super cool that's a hard thing to uh to kind of get involved with so how did you guys make it happen and what was that experience like we just existed and they emailed us nice asking us to come on (laughs) okay that's awesome that's pretty good (laughs) any other questions (laughs) yeah wrap this section out next question Nope, I guess that wraps up this whole episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) Um, And you know what's ridiculous is that, like, I did not respond right away. I was just like, I don't even, that's saying it now, I'm like, that's rude that I didn't respond to them right away. 
Why didn't she respond to the? Do you have any like, better things know. going on? What's wrong or? with me? Was whole, you're you're talking to Paul about Halloween at nope. this point already? Nope, because that happened in May when he asked oh, us to okay. play it. Well, I don't know what you were doing then. That's a pretty dope <laughs> opportunity, but it worked out for you guys regardless. Yeah. So what was it like? I mean, you you guys went to a location somewhere. Where where was it at? Yeah. So I can lay out a little more of the timeline about, um, just more besides us existing and them reaching out to us. Yeah. Because there is, like, a few more things to it. So, oh, you have met these people. They were at our show at the Deneen Brewery whenever it was. Because who has time to remember? Last summer, Dates I when think. you only get 12 hours of sleep from Thursday to today. It was in April, for sure. No, it was That's the last okay. one we had. Yeah, April, for sure. We played at least two shows at the Deneen Brewery together. That's right. I'll yeah. never forget. Except for the date. I thought we, but only, the I actual thought we only played once. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> We did. It was in April for sure. Anyways, right, continue. You're right. So uh, there is a podcast in St. Pete called the Pineapple Podcast. Oh, yeah. Do you remember meeting Molly and Greg? Uh, vaguely. But I do remember the Pineapple Podcast uh, come up. So yeah. yeah, they were there. Okay. And I was like, check it out. You guys do podcasts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember that exact scenario. I don't remember. I can't put faces, but I remember the scenario for sure. Yeah. So around the time they had us on their podcast, uh, Honey What, Andrea wasn't there. Um, so you guys can check out that episode. It was ridiculous because it was me, Sam, and Tim. And then they have three hosts. So just trying to get a word in, I, I was, it was overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, that's the fun of it, too. Totally. So being on their podcast and they started out as a reggae podcast and Sugar Shack started out as reggae. Right. And now they're branching out. Have been. How long have they been going for? Like nine years? Yeah, it's a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. They're building their empires. They sure are. Taking a good old page out of Napoleon's book. Yeah. Boss man over there. <laughs> yeah. El Jefe. Yeah. So, real which sad. means the so, leader. Yeah. Anyways. Greg, <laughs> who is on. Uh, Greg is one of the guys on the Pineapple Podcast. And shortly after we were on his podcast, Sugar Shack hired him to be their personal chef because he's a chef as well. That's awesome. Like all these like pieces started moving, but it wasn't even because of him. Like it wasn't him prompting that had them ask us. Cause I asked them when I was there, I'm like, how did you guys know about us? He's like, Oh, well we've known about you. Eddie cop is the, the head guy. It's uh, his house in his backyard. Oh, okay. That's super that you cool. go to film it at. They do that for every everyone. Is everyone. That that? Okay, it's cool. Everyone, and ooh, I gotta stay on track because there's a lot of details to this. So Greg is their personal chef, mm -hmm. and he got hired, and then we got the email, and I didn't jump on it right away for whatever reason, and then Greg found out that. We were emailed by them, and he's like, dude, and he said that he emailed you, and you haven't responded. Like, what are you doing? I was like, okay. All right, I guess, yeah, you're right. I'm supposed to, like, 
be making moves. I should probably respond to it. Oops. So then responded and set the date up and went down there and recorded. And I think what they primarily do is nighttime sessions where they sell tickets. Okay. We did not do a nighttime session. We did a daytime session, which they don't do a lot. And the daytime sessions are way more lax. Uh, Greg still came to ours. He usually doesn't. But when we did the pineapple podcast, he made the most glorious charcuterie board. What was on it? Cheese and meat and honey (laughs) and... It was good. Yeah. It was good. I love a good charcuterie board. Yeah. You get protein. You get... Uh, more protein. Dairy. Protein, yep. You get happiness. Happiness is a good one. The best vitamin. Vitamin H. Yeah. So Greg came <laughs> to our Sugar Shack session. To to what about it? Vitamin H. I'm just like, that was the lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well. I play music. I'm not a, I'm not a funny person. You know, I just That's obvious. Anyways, continue. So Greg came to our Sugar shack session every once in a while even if you say it's slow it's still like blah, 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 blah. and he made us an even bigger charcuterie board oh i was in heaven and we recorded it do you want to ask questions about it about the charcuterie board or about <laughs> the <laughs> no just about the experience yeah of course so i'm not trying to no this is great i'm curious. formulate Thoughts. Um, really, it was what I'm saying is, can you ask me questions about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to think a whole lot right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it comes in waves. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm on it. I'm talking, and then I'm just like, 12 hours. Yeah. You no. said it was a podcast, you, but no, that's it's a pineapple podcast. Uh, I, uh, but the sh- Sugar Shack sh- session is a. Uh, it's that's not a podcast. That's just. Did you watch it, Billy? No, I actually don't even know what the sh- Sugar Sick. Shack sh- <laughs> sessions Thanks. are. You should check it out. It's awesome. It is I'm awesome. sure it is. It's I awesome production, and it's a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, and they they basically invite artists on, uh-huh. to, and they they have like them in this uh, backyard setting. I guess they know it's a backyard, but um, they have them in that setting. They have like really dope cameras, and they do like a really nice production of like a live playthrough of these songs. You know, so like you get the video, you get the right. uh, the audio side of it and it's really great content. So do they inter- do they interview you too or you just play the play the show? No, they do get a bunch of B-roll. Trying when I first came in here just stepping in all your cables. That's all right. Like I made it. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> here. 2 hours of sleep last night again. <laughs> You're crushing it. What was the question again? Uh, they don't. Do they interview you? And you said no, they don't. They don't interview you. There's no okay. talking. Okay. I wish you'd have watched it. I wish I, I, I didn't even them. know about it. But you have time. It's fine. They do not interview you. They get the B-roll, and when you get there, they sound check you. You use their drum kit that has the logo on it. They have a thing about their like little gnome. They put it in different places each uh, <laughs> video. Um, that's they actually have a keychain, little little swag that they gave me. It's the gnome. It's their logo that they have. And what's the significance of the of the gnome? Is that like an inside ask. joke kind of thing? Okay. I didn't ask. 
I'm trying to think how it could tie in to like Shack, Sugar Shack. Yeah. So that's just their thing. Um, it's really cool because they started doing VR for like their premium subscribers. Really? That's pretty so cool. So they had this crazy camera rig for the VR. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it was VR or 360? It's probably 360. It was 360 too. Did they give you guys? There's so many cameras there. <laughs> did they let you guys like like experience like some other other bands or that they've worked with in that capacity? Like, could you see what that what that looks like? Because you need like some kind of that's not just accessible. Anybody that has like a computer, right? I don't like, think it's VR. I think it's a 360 camera. It's a 360 I'm camera. assuming so. Okay. So you can actually see at the end of each video, we did five videos with them. They also like to do like, hey, um, so we like to ask the artists that are on to improv a Sugar Shack song. And my improv skills do not extend to on the spot lyrics. Right. For whatever reason. Um, at this present moment, I haven't gotten down on that yet. So um, that's where you see the 360 camera kind of doing its thing is when we're doing the improv. And I'm just, I'm like, sugar shack, sugar shack. Like, Sam picked out a chord progression he wanted. Andrea had her uh, Pearl Malice Station set up. That was really fun to incorporate because we had to make acoustic versions of our songs. They don't want electric guitars involved. So that's the other thing about Sugar Shack is they offer people who are fans of whoever go on it a different experience of those artists' songs, right? That you wouldn't usually get. Yeah, I loved hearing your songs in that capacity because it was like a, you could really focus on what you were doing lyrically and you know just what was happening musically. And uh, I th- yeah, it was not. Uh, it's not always obvious when you're listening to bands perform or you're watching them perform and you're hearing them with a the full band set up, like what the how those songs translate. You know what I mean? And it was cool hearing your guys, because it really lends itself to that style, I feel like. It works, obviously, with the full band stuff, but it works equally as well in that in that capacity as well, which I thought was super cool. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, after we released them, compliments about like the songwriting started coming in because it's generally pretty hard to... To get a full sense of the message and like songwriting at a live electric show. Yeah, for sure. Because each room is different. I think lyrics are probably the last thing that people pay attention to in that scenario a lot of the time anyways, you know. Yep. Um, So I had a lot of people reaching out to me about that. I'm like, thank you. I did that. No, the, the lyrics, I mean, you're, you you write some great lyrics. It actually, uh, like, listening to some of the stuff that you were uh, writing, like, made me go and, like, write, like, a different song, like, thinking about how you were wording things. And, like, so that was inspiring. It was, it was cool. Well, I'd like to see what that one turned out like. It's uh, sitting it's it's sitting in my phone right now, very incomplete, and I haven't gone back to it in Aren't a while. Aren't they all? Yeah, I know. Tell Which me one about. is it? Ooh. It, no one's heard it yet. Oh, it's, it's, it's not one of the it's, Okay. No, it's just a song that I, I, it, I, you guys released it, what, like three or four months ago? You, you started releasing them? Yeah, geez. At this point, how time flies, I think so. Yeah, I, I, as soon as they came out, I was watching them, and I was like, there's uh, one song. 
Aphrodite. That's an amazing, a great Bobby, song. I wrote that song sitting on my bed when I lived in Dunedin, not feeling myself. I was in a relationship at the time, as you do sometimes, mm-hmm. um, where I just wasn't feeling like I was desired and appreciated. And I was like, I'm going to write a song where I'm the Aphrodite and what that would be like. And then maybe it'll become reality. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really, a, I mean, obviously it comes from, from a, from a hard place, but I think that that's super cool that you were able to kind of like envision that for yourself and then like create like this character, you know, that's based off of you obviously, but like, it it was so well portrayed in the song. That's the song that I heard that I was like, I want to write a song about a character like that too. Like in a sense where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I wrote my song about a drug, obviously, but like, not obviously, but that's what I wrote my song. But like, because there's always that kind of like what kind thing. of drug. What's the relevant? What's the name but, of the song? Uh, I don't have, there's no name for it. It's you, literally like, it's Billy wants the details. Yeah. Like what's going I mean, on? I can pull out a voice memo right now and show you a real rough recording of like one verse. That maybe I later. Yeah. You want that? Like, Do you want that to just, be immortalized on the podcast? No. Just what, what's it about? It's about a drug. What drug? It's irrelevant. But like the point you being to pull it out of that them. like people that have, you know, is it Adderall? There's people that have like, you know, an affinity for things and it's like you can look at it as like you know this thing that's kind of like intoxicating you you know what i mean to a point where you're making irrational decisions and like you're not thinking clearly you oh know what i mean oh my gosh so yeah i love writing songs about like drugs too not because like i love doing them or anything um or have a lot of experience with them but i've had experience with people with addiction and stuff mm-hmm. So drugs are applicable to those kind of situations. Personifying them is super interesting, you know. Yeah. I've done that you since high them school. Character yeah, exactly. Give them traits. I, I did a whole like poem and creative writing class in high school about weed. And it was, I like personified uh weed as like this this like just, you know It's like a woman. Yeah, but but a very Is her name Mary Jane? <laughs> no. Um, I went, you know, Did you have a last dance with her and I've done the same thing about like, you know, psychedelic drugs I've that I've, uh, you know, done over the years. And it's just been I, I find that fun to do, you know, because because then it gets to a point where you get older and then like it stops becoming about like fun. And then you start to be in a position where you're like actually dealing with addiction and you're like, oh, shit, like this is a problem now. This isn't like a fun like dance that I'm doing with like psychedelics or whatever. This is now something that's actually getting to a point where it's overflowed in my my life and i need to look about look at this in a, in a way that's a kind of you need pers- you need to personify it i think at least i do in order to kind of see it as a real um demon or or formidable opponent rather than this thing that's just kind of you know doesn't that has no you know whatever it's not a uh what's the word i'm thinking of a sentient thing it's like it's a drug it has no nothing so it's easy to to say it has no control over you when you think about it in that way. When you personify it, it makes it a formidable opponent that you want to try and defeat. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then it like becomes a song about redemption. 
Yeah, there's so many avenues. Songwriting, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it's... I love it. It's because I love puzzles. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. So, songwriting's like a puzzle to me. Yeah. So, trying to think. You said you liked Taking Time Bomb. That song is about me as well. I've also written songs about my sister, about my mom. It's called Mama. Pretty on the nose. Yeah, I was going to say it. <laughs> um, I wrote it when she, like, the first... Because we've always lived in the same area up until last year. My sister... Well, I lied. My mom was the first one that, like, moved away to Georgia. And I was like, what? She's so far away now. So I wrote a song about it called Mama. It's about, not, like, not having my mom around and, like... I gotta like live my life a little differently now, ah. and then um, just like stuff that would go on with my sister. With like, I have a twin sister. A twin sister, okay. Yes, my only sister. She lives in Texas now, as of last year, and uh, just like like my sister and my friends, like they're dating. Um, I was gonna say careers, <laughs> dating careers. They're dating lives. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, talking to each other and venting. I'm like, well, thanks for uh, all that fodder for this song that is now forming in my head. Nice. Being a artist is weird when you really think about it. Well, you take the things that are happening in your life and you, you're able to kind of, I think it's good. I think it's important, actually. I think that most people don't have that outlet. They don't. Like, some people ask, like, how do you write a song? I'm like, sometimes I'll literally just be sitting there and all of a sudden it's like a melody pops into my head. And then sometimes it's like a melody and lyrics. And I'm like, that doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. They just sit there. Like, so then what goes on in their heads? Oh, it's too much to think about. Yeah. It's that's, too much to think about. that's the thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I have had to ask Ugh. that question to people too. Like, so let me get this straight. You're just sitting there, and then your brain just stops moving, <laughs> and then you can just like go to sleep. Wait, what happens when you close your eyes? And then like, my girlfriend, she goes, "It's just black." I'm like, oh, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen to me. Not even close." Yeah. That sounds so calm. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing calm up here. <laughs> Thanks for. Yeah, the location. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna do it faster, but I thought I was gonna knock the microphone stand, so it looked <laughs> awkward as fuck. No. Honestly, it was really good comedic timing. Well, you know, they say comedy is all about timing. Yeah, timing, <laughs> timing is everything. Yeah, totally. So comedy is everything. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I think that we take that for granted sometimes. Where I wanted, I want, I want a break. Like, give me a week-long break where it's just quiet. Yeah, but that's that's a trade-off. Those you don't get. You don't that, get it. Right? So no. it's like either you get, it's an all-or-nothing scenario. Either in your, in your shower, just write a song about your uh, loofah. I was literally, like, I just, was. Just singing a song about your loofah. I was telling my friend. <laughs> it's black and green, and it's so nice to me. There you go. Um, Take that home. There you go. Whatever you want. <laughs> I'll do that all the time when I'm driving. I, when I drive, is the worst. I'll just freestyle stuff. So and even it's that, not, it's like not you, good. You just no. had a melody with those lyrics. So even though the lyrics that, yeah. were not good, no. the melody yeah. could be usable. No. It and I've done also, that before. It was also not good. No. <laughs> there, like, it is. there it is. There okay, it is. Wait. I'm going to get my voice notes out. I'm just saying. Right I got the guitar. That's, was right. that's, how, that's, how, that's how 
yeah. easy it is for <laughs> us. I don't know because we're like X Men basically. We're mutants, yeah. right, Chris? Yeah. And so, but I just I would love to to just trade brains with one of one of I call them normies. It's, and it's, it's not because it's not because I think I I'm just, better. I just zoned out and I'm literally just still thinking about that melody. Yeah. It's like growing into something in my head right now. That's yeah. how it there goes. you go. I was wow. I, I was telling someone today I, uh, I write a song about me and my loofah. On the spot. Or whatever. It. Not now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like no, if, if it's you need a melody, I haven't had any lyrics from you yet. If you if you it's it's just inspiration. There's a lot of characteristics to it. You're uh, so inspiring. It makes really. it makes me it makes me clean. It's uh, uh, a magic eight ball for me, actually. It provides luck. Because. That's what it does. And um, it is black and green. <laughs> and it's uh, in my he shower. Literally has thi- he, he, ha- he has these. Uh, he, he, superstitions. He, superstitions. He, his entire day is dictated by whether or not he has a good or bad loofah day. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that, Bill, or do you want to leave it right it's there? It's pretty simple. I have a very uh, strict order of how I wash myself in a shower, and at the end of it, I put the loofah in my face and make it all soapy so I can't see, and then I turn around and face the shower head, and then the, how I find the uh, uh, rope on it will dictate how my day goes. I love that. Thank you. So, so Most much. people think that's crazy. Also because I revel in routine. Yeah. The OCD shit, but uh, th- I had a really good loofah today before he came over. Actually, so this, and I good. think this is going pretty well. <laughs> Do you, and now, it's based solely on that. Now, uh, uh, question: What's up? What's up? What What makes it a good loofah day? What makes it a bad? Oh, loofah how quick! How quickly you can find it, and then each finger on my hand has something that correlates to it. If it's, I got it on my thumb today, and it was like almost instantly, which means that that's just just a real good day. Yeah. Yeah. A okay. Thumbs if you, up. If all I get on, way. Yeah. If I get on my middle finger, that means like it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, but I'm gonna make it good. Like fuck you. Like I'm gonna make it a good day. Are you gonna, can you just go through all five right now? Uh, uh pinky. Pinky is something surprising that's gonna happen. Uh, a ring finger is uh uh something romantic. I was gonna say romance. Yeah. She already got it. And then pointer finger is that you're taking charge. No, no, no. That's <laughs> Why are you you're like coming up to me? Are you making <laughs> yeah. your own? But yeah, the pointer I finger. I'm trying to guess because it'd be, it'd that's be good. It'd that's like, what if I was right? Totally. I wanted that for me, but what is it? Uh, <laughs> what that point, the pointer finger is that something's going to happen good to me. Like, you're going to have a good day. I don't okay. know. I don't know. And so. You're um, taking charge. And so a bad one, a bad day. Yeah, a bad a bad day doesn't have anything to do with the fingers. It has to do with if, if I can't find it and I'm there. And if I have to open my eyes to find it, that's like the worst day. Now, um, wow. On a scale yeah, of it's one, pretty, it's pretty wild. One to ten. Yeah. How accurate is that? Do you think? Like ten. Really? Today, yeah. at least for sure, a ten. Yeah, hundred like, percent. It's just a, it's an all around good loofah day. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. For sure. Feeling the good loop of vibes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think that the songwriting thing, uh, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, comes back. Around. Yeah, it comes back around. Just <laughs> shoving that uh, this conversation <laughs> back in there. <laughs> Whatever much like, you asked. <laughs> much like Billy shoves his thumb into his loofah. You fucking asked, dude. <laughs> you could you could have let it go. And now you're making me look like I'm 
an idiot. Not at all. Not at all. I I'm I wish that I. I <laughs> He's like, no, you're doing that on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. People have superstitions. Totally. I mean, Danielle I don't think it was stupid. It's no, not stupid. I, I didn't. No, Anton is just you know he's steering the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I actually, when you tell me you have a good loofah day, I believe you. Like it's, it's true. This is not a, like I don't discredit his. I think that it's there's no utter basis for it in reality. But I also don't discredit his uh, experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's a, that's a you think. I'm not a superstitious person at all. Just a little stitches. Uh, just a little stitious. Um, and uh, but either way. No, good on you, Bill. I'm glad you had a good loofah day. I, I feel like this is working out for everybody, so I feel like your loofah day, your loofah uh, instinct was spot on today. Well, I got a new loofah, so I'm still calibrating it. <laughs> it's only the, it's only it's only the second day. That sounds scientific as fuck. Well, it's only the second day, so like now maybe I'm thinking like maybe it's too easy to find, and so the way that I'm being ridiculed. So you have to come up with a new. Oh yeah, a new rating system. It's very hard for me to get rid of a loofah. You gotta feel. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it sounds gross, but it's not. I wash it with soap every day, so it's clean. No, no, no. I'm just thinking about <laughs> you having to get rid of a loofah and how sad you are when it gets to that point. Oh, I didn't get rid of it. So I don't know. I don't know if this he one. Hangs them up, he, he has. Them. He has them <laughs> stored. Yeah. Like the door opens and it's just like you're <laughs> an avalanche of. Uh, follow-up right. question: Are you actually Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, right. <laughs> I relate to him a lot, uh, like for a lot of different things that that he has characteristics. But oh, no, sick. I don't. I think I, I think I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't kill. I don't kill and eat people, though. That's um, all I'm trying to say. Okay. But the I don't know. I have a. I'm. I'm a, not a hoarder. I am a hoarder. I can't. It's hard for me to throw away stuff. So Danielle, when's your album coming out? Yeah. You guys have that in the works or what? No. <laughs> Where does someone have somewhere we can record for not an arm and a leg? Um, I mean, I'm sure. If you're watching, I'm sure. Uh, Honeywhatmusic at gmail.com. No, Billy's got a room that's soundproof with loofahs that he can actually lend you. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, I thought that was gonna hit. As a long as they're all thumbs up loofahs, then. Last time oh, I ever share anything. I just <laughs> want to record a few songs and then you can go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah that was funny. Last last night for Halloween for the Funk Jam, I dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer actually. Oh, that's and why, had, yeah. and that's that's why I got some vibes and stuff like that. Yeah, it. I saw you guys. I saw um, stories and pictures of that. That was really fun. I love the Funk Jam on Monday. Yeah, that's yeah, really. Sure. That's the first time I ever did it. Well, we don't have a lot of horn players on the Funk. Uh, well, the Funk Jam on Sunday is what I go to in St. Pete. Ruby's Elixir? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only bar I care about. <laughs> that place is cool as fuck. Yeah. But also literally hot because their AC doesn't work half the time. But that's part of the charm. Right. I wrote a song about Ruby's Elixir. Oh, you did? What's it called? Red Lights. Nice. Because they oh. have red lights in there. That's dope. What's and it? now you all know. Inside info. What are you uh, What are you talking about in this song? What about Ruby's looks are you talking about? <laughs> such a great question. I'm, I'm trying to like hold back a cough like while I'm asking, so I'm sorry. What are you talking the about? Red the red lights. That's just it? Just the red lights and the vibe that it creates? And so it's like talking about going downtown, like get dressed up, head out to the scene, look at you, picture perfect beauty queen under the red lights. And then the chorus is talking about like dancing... Sounds so basic right now. Sounds I love like a good, good pop song. I was gonna say, it sounds like a good pop song. A good pop song. Um, are you guys? So you are you guys actively working on trying to record a record and put all that stuff out? 
No, I have actually started recording some Danielle Moore stuff. Uh-oh. Um, just to get a feel for it. I've, the only studio experience I've had was when I recorded my first EP up in Nashville. First and only EP up in Nashville in 2017. Okay, that's pretty good. And that is not that? how people do that down here. Nashville sure is a machine. Well, yeah, Nashville is a is a wants is, to get you in and out as fast as yeah. they can, so they can make more money off of the next person. Yeah, it's the music industry. Don't they charge right by now. the hour though? They charge me by the song. Oh, interesting. That's actually better. Yeah, for you, you get your no. money's worth. Yeah, not for me. It was so expensive. Oh, really? We can talk about it off air. But I'm curious as to what they charge you per song. We don't talk about it right now, but I'm curious. I'll tell you. Okay. Um, so just Danielle Moore stuff, huh? Nothing with with, with a so it's just like an acoustic thing or just like a full band thing or. So I'm record. I've been um two songs so far with Tucker Sodi from Future Vintage. He's a drummer. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've known him for a very long time when he used to play with Displays. Yeah. He's a great guy. He still is. Yeah. Still is. <laughs> Um, so he has, he, in his house, he has a little studio set up in this small room, but it's just the two of us working on the music in there. So it's fine. And he's sent me back one song and it has drums and it's just him. It's, uh, it's the work tape basically. And he sent it back and there's drums and piano and bass and some violin. I'm like, wait, so can I just release this? Like <laughs> it's a song now. And he's like, no, 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 we gotta feel it out more. And like, I'm like, you're right, you're right. Shouldn't get so excited so quick, but like, great freaking job, bud. Yeah. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's this a, is a great experience so far. So you don't want to you don't want to do like a full yes, honey what thing? Yes, I do. We okay. have an album and a half worth of songs. Uh, we have our live album out that we released in 2018. Um, I talk about it at least once a month at practice but just coordinating everything else with the van that I have to coordinate I just haven't gotten into researching stuff yet we did record two songs with our old drummer at clear track studios in St. Pete but then it was right before COVID happened and we didn't go back in to record the other parts we needed to. So then we didn't get it mixed and mastered. And then it just got to the point where he left the band. So it was February 2020 that we recorded the two singles. And then by the end of the year, we got to the point where it parted ways. So we just didn't go back in to finish them. I totally get that. That's a it's it's a hard process, like to 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 get like from. It's an expensive process. Expensive too. It was an expensive. Mm. That's the, the hardest part. I, yeah, I have sure. I have the songs. Um, it's lawless and, which is what we closed with at Halloween, because that's another puncher. It's the one where it's like we open up with the James. Well, we didn't do it on. That's the other thing about recording songs. Like, when you play them live so much, they evolve so much. So yeah, it's totally. like, wait, is this the version? Is it ready to be recorded yet? I yeah. don't know. And then even after you record it, you're like you a up, month yeah. later. Because how long it takes from recording it to actually releasing the song. 
Totally. If you're wanting to do like a lyric video with it as well, or a music video, or <sighs> it's chaos. Yeah, I totally get that. Pure and utter chaos. Yep. Music is hard. That's what a shirt. Think? You're still working on that one, or what? A shirt? Yeah, remember you yeah. you're, you're getting a shirt made. Was that on our show? That was no. And with honey, what? Not with honey, what? Any more was, details? It was in Dunedin. We played Dunedin with. Uh, was it somebody else? Sorry. It was the reality. Yes, with the reality. I was at that show. Yes, you were at that. Yeah, show. that's Thank right. You, you were there. I was so excited. I've been like taking weekend nights off just to see what that does for my mental health. It's been pretty great. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It does. sure it's it amazing. Is, yeah. Like one a month. Yeah. But you need it for everyone. Need like everyone needs that that weekend to just go out and just be like a civilian for a little while. Yeah. You know, a normie. So that oh. was my weekend night <laughs> off that month was your guys' show. Thank you for doing that. I really Thanks for coming. I was like, that, yeah, the bars sure. are coming to town. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, at the end of the show, I we were talking. I can't even know how, how we brought it up. But then I was just was like, we we're talking about all this, about how expensive it is to record and be in a Because somebody I, else said it. Somebody was like, I was just like yeah, music is hard. And then you're like, that's a great shirt. That's not what happened. That's what happened. And you just ruined my story. But thanks a lot, asshole. You want to sit here with that linger for a second? I will, yeah. Just <laughs> sit in it. Okay. So you have to. Yeah. Have to let it linger. Oh, that's a great Fucking song, linger. So. Yeah. Um, that's anyway, that's, that's how I remember it. Well, I'm glad that's how you remember so it. So finish your story. All right. Well, you let me did know, for me. Let me know when it drops because, you know. Yeah. I want to support. I'm upset now. I don't want to finish this. I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. The story or the podcast? <laughs> you know what? I don't know anymore. Um... Well, if I may suggest a studio uh, for you guys, uh, Pine Studio here in Jacksonville is pretty dope. Such a far drive. It is a far drive. Um, <laughs> That's what we did, though. We drove all the way down to, it's not Hollywood. Where is it? Pompano. How could I forget Pompano? <laughs> yeah. We drove all the way to the Pompano every time to record. And that sucked. Yeah. Why not Pine? <laughs> we didn't know it uh, existed. We, we didn't know Jake, uh, Jacob Hudson's the owner of Pine Studio. Check him out. Uh, we didn't know him at the time. Uh, since yeah, there's like so many just little. Little guys. Like, the more you talk to people on network, like, just now, I found I had no idea about this studio before yeah. you just told me. Chelsea's band, Alchemag, just record, uh, recorded horns there. Or, uh, you know, my band, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Thanks, Chris, bud. Chris and Chelsea, yep. Uh, they, uh, their band. Uh, they recorded horns there uh, recently. <gasps> you guys just played a big show. Florida Theater, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I filled in for Chris. Thank you. They were, they were gracious enough to let me fill in for uh, Chris while he was out of town. And uh, that was a f- it was a very fun show. There will be more. There will for sure. Yeah, I just loaned him the gig. That's all. You loaned me the gig. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was fun. It was by far, um, in my ten years of pursuing this on a professional level, I will say that was probably the biggest venue that I've played. Uh, it's the first theater that I played at that at that size for sure. So that was a cool experience. Was it sold out? It looked packed. It was sold <coughs> sold out. As far as uh, so the Florida theater, I think the cap there is twenty two hundred. They capped the show out at seventeen hundred. I think though. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's like it's just like yeah. It was like the feeling of being on a stage like that and people like getting excited and like hearing and like the, like when you when you finish a song and hearing that many people like you know responding positively to what you're doing up there it's uh it's a different kind of feeling and also just sonically like 
hearing your instrument in a room like that is wild. So, did you get the solo on like cheer? Uh, yeah. You just took I, a solo and they lost their minds. I th- no, no, I don't know if they lost their minds, but did, did you play gave well? Me a courtesy, they gave me a courtesy clap. I'll say. Did it, Did you do okay. a good job? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for for the we had one rehearsal that we had that we had to kind of rush uh, beforehand. So, given the circumstances, I thought I played pretty well. Yeah. And um, well, thankfully, it, you uh, know the lead singer. Yeah. So maybe you guys were also able to go through stuff on your own time. Um, not as much as we needed to. I spent a lot okay. of time on my own learning the tunes because uh, I like to learn music and I and I and I, you know, take that very seriously. So like, if we, if I get hired for a gig, like I'm going to learn the material. That's just what's what's going to happen. And uh, so I spent a lot of time throughout the week learning the material. Uh, Chelsea and I ran the tunes like a couple of times. Then we had a rehearsal with uh, Chris was there to help with the, you know, just the arrangement of the set and, you know, whatever mistakes I was making, he would kind of like, you know, correct. And uh, and then, yeah, we showed up and did the gig and it was, uh, it felt very natural and very, very good. It was just, it was fun. It felt very comfortable to be on a stage like that. It was, it was cool, you know, for sure. That was the exact opposite of my Halloween experience. I can sympathize with you on that because I felt the same way when we played Halloween. I was just overwhelmed yeah, for a, multiple reasons. It's a lot, right? I was telling you about it before we recorded. Let's get into it. Did we finish the previous thought that we were just tangenting on? I don't remember, but I, that's okay. We're here. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Back to Halloween. <laughs> um... Friday morning was, so I got there Thursday and camped in a tent. It's my second Halloween I've attended and my first one that I've played. And my friends get the same campsite every year. They're grandfathered in. It's right at the end of a vendor row. So it's a 10-minute walk to get into the festival. Yeah, so great spot. Um. And they only charge you like fifty dollars. Like so, I was saying like thirty people are on it. And that's a guess. So they charge you like fifty dollars for it, and this yeah, it's a great deal for a ten minute walk to the festival. So I was trying to get an RV this year, but I was like, no, I'll just do a tent because it's really expensive. Yeah, totally. Get an RV. You got to pay for the spot. Pay for the RV. Someday, but it wasn't in the cards this year. So camping Thursday night, woke up Friday morning, took a shower in the artist showers. And warm water is such a beautiful thing at a festival. Yeah, I did not have that experience. So that's cool. That you you didn't. Why not? I don't. I was camping with uh, love all you guys so much. A Before I a, talk some smack about you. Hey, no, no, I love those guys to death, and it was such a great experience. But yeah, that was not my experience. Who did you camp with? Um, I don't. It, it was a fun bunch, I'll say that much. Um, but we didn't. We didn't. I can only imagine. Yeah, we could talk about it off air, but it, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't have access to warm showers and 
all that stuff. So. Is it because you didn't know where the artist showers it's were? It's probably I don't part think of they it. Exist so where I, I, that was 2018 that, when we played. I would yeah, I wouldn't even know. Yeah. So where I camped was also a hop skip, and the artist showers were right next to Vendor Row. It was like end of Vendor Row and then artist showers. Okay. So five minute walk to artist showers, ten minute walk. Like I was, I was. You're chilling. I was thriving. Yeah. So. Um, I sleep there Thursday, wake up Friday early. I probably got two hours of sleep because this is the theme of my life since Thursday. <sighs> um, wake up early Friday because I wanted to get a foil poster. For those of you that don't know what a foil poster is, check this out. Right there. Shiny. Look, shout out Nate Days on that one. Yeah. Way to go, What's Nate. this one? Nate I Days. That's so Nate Days, but the my festival. Na- my name's at the top of the bill on that one because it's alphabetical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, yeah, that's, it was just, it was a benefit concert we did for uh, Kenny. Uh, yeah, Kenny Co- Yeah. Yeah, cool. We did one of those down in our area too. Nice. Um, so Friday morning, I got up early because I wanted a foil poster because I've decided that every festival that my band plays, I'm gonna get the foil version of the poster. The other festival we played that had a foil poster available was Tranquility in 2020, which was the first festival we ever played at Swanee. So come to Huluween, and I tried to go Thursday to get it, like got there, fully rested Wednesday because I was still living a normal life, <laughs> not at Huluween yet, Right. With, where all the madness ensues. Good Lord. Yep. <laughs> um, so go to the merch booth and I'm like, do you guys have the posters yet? And he's like, no, no, we drop them tomorrow. I'm like, oh, okay. At Tranquility, there was not any kind of to do to get the foil poster. I'm pretty sure I got it the last day of the festival. Like they still had some left. So I have it framed on my wall now. And they said for Halloween. We drop them Friday morning. The merch booth opens at noon. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Get there at, like, noon then. He's like, no, you should probably get there at, like, 1030. I was like, wow. Wow. That's a a lot of waiting time. And I did it. 1045. I pull up. There's already a line. Mm -hmm. And I waited for an hour and 15 minutes, and I got... The last two of the devil, there's two different designs. Look them up. I was breaking the third wall. You guys look them up too, because I don't think you knew what they looked like. I have no idea what they look like, yeah. Fourth wall. The fourth wall? Yeah. How many walls are there? So many walls. You know, to like hold up a house like four. Yeah, you can't win them all. Whatever. (laughs) Sorry. Can't win them all. I've lost many this episode, Danielle, so you're good. (laughs) So I also, um, I said I got two of the devil posters, but the way I didn't know anything about what was going on with the posters, I didn't know how many you could get. I'm like, wait, there's only 80 of each of these posters made per design, and there's 20,000 tickets of like there's 20,000 people that are attending this event they weren't all there by Friday but right um 
yeah uh hopefully this is worth it hopefully i am doing this right right now by 10:45, waiting in line and it turns out that each person could only get one of each foil poster and it couldn't be the same one it could be the devil design and the spider design 75 a piece and I ran into my friend on the way to the line, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come over and say hi to you in a second. And then when he got there, and I realized the situation of one of each is on for person, I was like, all right, dude, can you, like, dude, you got to stay with me because each of these is for me. Like, I'm the one putting in the effort right now. My my drummer said she wanted one, and if you don't stay here, she's not going to have one because each of these is for me. So he stayed with me, and I got the last two of the devil and then two of the spiders. And I feel bad for whoever was behind me if they wanted a double one. And seeing me walk away, like, Aah. That's okay. You played smart. They they didn't. So it is what it is. You got there early. You had your uh, ducks in a row. You walked away the victor in that scenario. That's how it works. That's how it works. Welcome to America. And then I was late to sound check. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I love like, that. I was literally, you know how far the merch booth is from the end of Vendor Row? Yeah. Did you camp on that side? Can I have that information at least? I, you won't tell me who yet. No, I won't tell but you where. Yet, but we camped, um, we were kind of by... Because it's either on the side that has the cabins or the side that doesn't have the cabins. So that's Vendor Row is the side that doesn't have the cabins. Yeah, it didn't have the cabins on that side. Okay, so you know Vendor Row. Yeah, yeah for sure. I never heard it called Vendor Row. I don't even know what it is that or where you're talking about. Where it's all the vendors uh, food, are at. Food. It's what? Where all the vendors are at. Yeah, but it's outside of the main gates because there's vendors inside the main gates. Right, right, they right, had right. a place last year where it was like another vendor section on this like other side of Spirit Lake. It's huge. It's yeah. It's and they just keep adding. To, they keep adding to it every year. Yeah, it's yeah. real big. I say that like I'm a veteran. This is my second one. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween, man. But you've d- but you've Tell done tranquility <laughs> also, so you've done a few festivals. Totally different. There. Yeah. Oh my God, my basis, bless his beautiful ray of sunshine, sparkly heart. I love you, Tim. Um, no, but we we uh we hugged it out. But he was like trying to figure out what time to get there on Friday. Cause he was the basis that was with us when we played tranquility at the same park, and. Um, this is where things got overwhelming because for Halloween, it's the, it's the most that I've had to do as far as logistics with like buying insurance for the band, having to set up, um, how to get paid and, uh, having to like write the arrival time in everybody's car if they're staying the night, if they're not, then right. do they need a park? I'm like, yeah, wow. So if this keeps going, I'm going to need some help. Yep. I didn't up until this point, but this is this is a lot. <laughs> and I actually still need to do one more thing about the payment. But I'll figure it out. Yeah, you got you got to cover, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. For sure. And my bassist was um just like trying to say what time he was going to arrive. What was he saying? They want us there at 12:30. We're about three, three and a half hours away. And I was the one that got there first on 
Thursday so I could feel out what the artist check-in was like to be able to relate to them, what the commute from the artist check-in to the stage was like. And Thursday is when the four-day past people get there. And then Friday is when a lot of the other people come Mm because that's the three-day pass. And Thursday, it took the artist Leia's on like, he's like, oh, yeah, 20 minutes. 40 minutes later, he came and got me. I'm like, all right, guys, already we got variables. We got variables. If they say 20 minutes, like we're at a festival, like you never know who he's going to run into on the way. And then going to the stage was like 15 minutes, but then not because there was traffic. So it all ended up working out. It's a, uh, the logistics of gigs like that um, <clears throat> are, uh, it's a lot. And people don't, like, understand yeah. that. Yeah, and you got to worry about the traffic on the highway. Yeah. And there's 20,000 people. Like, there's so many people driving to one spot on the same day. And yeah. then you, you got to worry. Accidents? About- oh, my God. There was an accident on the way to Swanee on Wednesday night. A lot of my campsite went. Some people said it took them 11 hours to get from St. Pete to Swanee. Oh, God. That sucks. They sh- this whole highway was shut down. It was a very, very bad accident. Prayers to the people that were involved. For but sure, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty lucky it's in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, when I was leaving Monday, knowing that I was coming back here um, today, I was like... <laughs> I can imagine... We are hustling. Yeah, I can imagine. On 12 hours of consecutive sleep from not enough days. Yeah. Even Christian had comment. He was like, she's driving back here for Halloween on Tuesday. I was, he was like, she's hustling, bro. Well, <laughs> it's like- the only reason why is because Halloween being on Monday, I had... Um, I'll try and make this short. What? Did I, you say something? No, Chris was making noises over there. But were you? Or am I? <laughs> no, he was. Having no, you're not hallucinating. I know you're just twelve <laughs> hours like, just five days. Is it the loofahs? What's yeah. going on? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Pepe Silvia situation. Um, driving back on Monday, Halloween, I had a friend surprise me. I had just met her in September because I went to uh, Europe, and she lives there. My two best friends our best friends with her, I didn't met her yet, and they're like, it's my 30th birthday, let's go to Europe. I'm like, never been, and no time like the present. Yes, please, and thank you. And then she didn't tell me, and she came down to Florida, because she's based out of here, her parents, and when she surprised me at a show that I had, (laughs) overwhelming craziness, so... That's why I came back is because I'm like, we're going out for Halloween. Like, Europe reunited. Let's go, baby girls. And I got two hours of sleep last night. <laughs> Again. <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? I don't know. You only live once, they say. That's true. Uh, you got to revel in the youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told my mom today. It's like, I'm young. Mom. You got you to gotta live it while She's you like, got She's like, don't it. do drugs. Well, you know, we all got to do what we got to do to get by sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> least we can do. Yeah. I mean, it's literally the least that we can do for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, how was Europe? So awesome. I love it. 
Um, gonna go back at least once a year. Where'd you guys go? Switzerland, Italy, and France. Nice. You guys go to Paris? No. That's too commercial. Too a little, little bougie. A little bougie, yeah. yeah. Where'd you guys go to, like, fucking... The names uh, escape me in some of the stuff. We definitely went to Milan in Italy. Nice. We stopped through Lake Como in Italy. We stopped through Chamonix. You um, went to Chamonix? Really? That's awesome. He's not fucking with you. He's actually being serious. I can tell. Okay, good. Yeah, I can tell. It's one of the prettiest places in the world. We went at night, though. Oh. Uh, well, we, we got lost on the way, and it added an extra hour to our drive, so by the time we got there, there was only, like, one food place open, and we we're like, can we believe? It's probably not cold enough. Yet. We've been. Chamonix is really pretty. They got uh, those ice caves and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to go back. Like, yeah. we all were like, we need to go back during the day. That's where Mont Blanc is. That's uh, wine? No, it's the tallest mountain in France. But I also, it's a type of alcohol. I thought it was Joey from Friends. What? God I don't get that one. Yeah, me neither. It's Matt LeBlanc. So it's like <gasps> not LeBlanc. Mont Blanc. Mountain. No, it is. It's close. White Mountain. I think that's what it means in French. That or makes sense. Or Clear Mountain. I'm learning French now on Duolingo. Yeah. Really? What a because the internet is resourceful as heck. That's sure what is. I can speak. I'm on a 29-day streak. I did a lesson. Just one. You just need one to keep your streak going. I did a lesson on the way over here as I was, like, once again, struggling to put my brain back together. I'm like, I need, I need to do this Duolingo lesson before I get to Jacksonville because <laughs> once I get to Jacksonville, it's, it's just go, go, go again. Uh, to to manger palm. To, pa- to palm. No, to manger palm. Do I eat what? Apples. <laughs> I'm just guessing because you said it in Spanish earlier. How many, wait, how many languages can you say that in? My mom's a French teacher. Three. So I can speak I'm French. Just imagining, I'm, three. Just, I'm just imagining Billy just like, that's that's the phrase. We've done it in Spanish. We've done it in French. And like, Billy pick. just wants to have that in his back pocket in every language. Yeah, it's, great, totally. it's a great pickup line because it means you're trying. And you're saying something relatable because who doesn't eat apples? I mean, I don't eat apples. Yeah, but. of course you don't because you eat uh, uh, young virgin blood because you're a reptilian. Right. 100%. Right, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Daniel just went, mm, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got the Jeffrey Dahmer vibes over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a reptilian apparently. It might yeah. really be time for me to go. Yeah. Before you go, we have to get the bottom line news. I'm very excited about this segment also because this. Um, Can you say bottom line news again? Yeah. Bottom line news. <laughs> so this segment I'm stoked about because it is, to me, such a groundbreaking technology. It's not, though. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I it, think it's... They invented it like 20 years ago, but whatever. I was having a hard time <laughs> reading through it today because <laughs> of, uh, once again... 12 hours of sleep. No, we got it. We yeah. got thriving. It. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm thriving right now. Yeah. You're reveling in your youth. We get it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I was able to, to catch some bits and I'm like, oh, okay. So we're just going to the really dive into that simulation. Right. So here's kind of the gist. Uh, Chris, can you pull up the article on, please. Uh, on the TV, please? Please. Okay. Jesus. Um, so, uh, the way, wh- yeah, it's a little sassy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> got real in that sass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, what's cool about this article to me is that 
Um, if you guys aren't familiar, there's a an app called uh, Roblox out there, and it's uh, been around for a long time, but it's just kind of picking up steam over the last five years or so. How long has it been up? Since 2006, I believe. Yeah, groundbreaking. Okay, and um, <laughs> like I said, so uh, what's happened is that there's a company called uh, Venues uh, v- yeah. V-N-U-E. without yeah. the first E. Right, without yeah. the first so hip. E. Yeah, no, they're. I mean, just talk about millennial. Is it, it's it's Venue, I think. Okay, I don't know if that's how you say it, but either way, I'm just gonna say Venue oh, for right for now. Interpretation. You got to turn yeah. my ad blocker off, tough guy. Um, <laughs> so this company, uh, venue, they've basically, they started, they started a couple of different things. They came up with a uh, set.fm, which is a live streaming platform, which allows artists to collect royalties off their live performances, like immediately. So this is kind of like nugs.net, but this is like instant. It's not like waiting 24 hours. It's like this it's more is like, like a week, I'd say, but yeah, keep going. It's instant as soon as the set is over you can listen back to it uh on set.fm and then uh uh they also created uh or were involved i think with soundster which is a um a royalty collection platform for the metaverse specifically the first one of its kind uh so venue created uh uh kind of technologies in this realm uh, Kaku or Kaku or something, something like that. K O K K U. It's a Brazilian company that came. They're they're in uh, graphic design for video games. Money. Lots of money and lots of uh, proven technology for creating amazing graphics and games and uh, you know things across that platform. It's supposed so, to come out next year. So like in like January. Right, right. So the two of these yeah. companies came together to create. This um, this kind of continuous festival virtual experience, which is the first of its kind, um, and it's it's debuting in 2023 of next year. 20, sorry, the first quarter of 2023. Um, I think this is like amazing shit because basically what it's doing is it, it's taking the festival experience, creating it completely virtually, and uh, doing it on a level where. I think ultimately is going to completely phase out actual music festivals. I totally yeah, which what a bummer. Um, and it's crazy because it's not just music. It's it, uh, it was saying comedy, comedy sports, yep. sports, yep. and it's like people are never going to leave their houses again. Yeah, it's an interesting. We, we we've talked about this like a year ago, and I just two years I ago I, with I, Ben. Yeah, or may, you maybe it's been that long. I honestly don't. I hope that, that it's, it doesn't get too big and monopolizes that. Well, don't worry, don't worry. It's not going to change anything. I, it because people like to be in crowds and hang out with people and party. Right, so but that's, that's never going to go away. You can hang out with people and party in this scenario. Not though. really, though. It doesn't matter, though. It creates the experience of, and you that's can't, all that matters. You can't. You can't be like, here, hit this, and pass them a joint, and and this. If work. they have a joint, you can. And then what? It's like if, if you have a joint and the person has a joint that you're passing the joint to, they can do that, actually. And also what you can do. So, so st- okay. So how do you virtual. feel about actual festivals? Because you've been to Halloween. Yeah. How no. do you feel about the hanging out? Obviously, you don't like camping with lunatics. <laughs> no, they're not lunatics. They're, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I, I enjoy the experience. I 
Uh, and I do. Because it would be perfect for people that have like anxiety about crowds. Yeah, I'm definitely. I definitely I think it's get that. yeah for them. Yeah, 100%. okay. But it's all. It's not just about that though. No, I'm saying like they 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 would love it for sure. Sure, but here's the thing though. This is not just about the consumer experience. This is about the artist benefit. Okay, there's no touring expenses. Yeah, you can you can monetize distribution. The overhead is cut. It's cut. So drastic i mean just infinitely right yeah you can you can monetize the performance itself so you can create your perform your simulated performance can exist in multiple places at once and we now your performance can be sent out for distribution not your album not your live stream your actual experience of your show can be sent out as an actual district district distributed products yeah. okay across multiple platforms uh and maybe even uh the idea of an nft comes up when we're talking about this experience we're talking about virtual merchandise we're talking about virtual games we're i don't understand the virtual merchandise what do you think that would be nfts probably okay. yeah that's right? just, yeah so we're talking about the virtual experience across the board that replaces uh, the actual experience. I don't think it's going to replace. It maybe not. It, 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 I think it's a really, really cool like new venture, but I it's definitely not going to replace it. It's beneficial it. for the people that don't want the crowd experience, or just or just can't make it to uh, you can't know make it to Brazil. Like of um, course they are going to watch that. Well, no, I mean these are these are artists from everywhere in the world. I'm, I'm saying yeah. like any yeah. anybody across the planet. And it's the, beneficial in the virtual too. reality. It's cool. Right, virtual yeah, it's virtual. Yeah, it's in the metaverse. Yeah, it exists in the metaverse. Yeah. But what do you what do you think they're gonna be? What do you think they're gonna be showing? Do you think they're gonna be showing them playing on a stage to nobody, or that it's gonna be in front of like thousands of people I as a crowd? I think the options are endless. I think there's gonna be CGI involved. Yeah. That might be the case. Like yeah. Like Black Mirror when they all are, have like a little uh, a I, profile and they're sitting in the crowd and everything like that. Yeah. I, Go ahead. Yeah, like the the op the options are the possibilities, right? The possibilities are limitless. Yeah, they are. There and we we also have to think about the the age group of of uh, basically the consumer base of Roblox right now is between the ages of nine and thirteen. Oh yeah, right. Sweet spot. Their most rapidly growing age age range yeah. is seventeen to twenty five. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the next decade. These are the people that are ruling the markets. Okay, that is true. It's not about what we think is existing right now. It's going to get phased out. It's about what these kids grow up with as their reality yeah. and what they choose to not participate in in ten years from now. Yeah, right. It's also the opportunity this opens up for independent artists and content creators across the board because, like, if we get access to something that reduces our overhead drastically. This allow this gives us a competitive edge over people that are operating at a much higher uh, on a much higher level fiscally than we are. Yeah, you could right. ar you could argue that, but then it could also develop into just another giant monopoly, kind of like how these streaming platforms have, and then people aren't going to shows anymore, which is the last thing that musicians have to make money. No, people are still going to go to shows. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't and think people, people are, are going to be interested in this as well. So, have you guys? Do you guys know what's happening with iHeartRadio right now? No. No. What's happening with iHeartRadio, so, Tony? So they I don't listen to radio. Well, yeah, it, they're 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 a streaming platform. Does that have something to do with it? Okay. Yeah, they're a streaming platform like uh like Spotify or Pandora or anything else. Um, iHeartRadio has um a a, a world a, a universe basically in the metaverse. 
called iHeartRadio Land or something of the sort. And it's basically this uh, kind of Disneyland experience, except that it's venues. And you go there and people like Charlie Puth have already signed deals with them. And people at this at the pop level that are signing deals of putting on these virtual performances at these venues that they have in iHeartRadio world, right? I don't know that we can say certainly that people are going to just keep going to live shows. I don't know that we can say that. If I, the will. Experience, I will certainly say that. Okay, if the that's... Like, as far as our world view is concerned, like, we... That's why we keep saying, like, I'll no, like, there. live shows are not going to go away. Yeah. Okay, that's... We like that shit. And that's the only argument I like it that too. I'm making. I, I like it, too. Look, yeah, I've... You're not even... Like, they're not even making that argument. They're just like, hey, we're doing this new festival thing. You should come... Ex but you're just going so extreme with it. Like, it's going to replace everything. Well, I'm not saying I it's going to... I don't agree with that. I'm not saying it's... You literally said it's going to phase it out. It, it could It could phase it out, oh, for no, sure. it could. Okay, all right. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that like we can't we can't like discount that reality because a lot of times people just say that something is like not going to happen and it happens and that's just the case. All I'm saying is that as artists we should we should look at this as a real viable um, option to to rather embrace it than say, well, no, that's not that's not going to be the thing. Yeah. It might be an alternative source. Maybe doesn't cancel out shows altogether. So for me, this sounds like a super pumped up steroid versions of uh, streaming your concerts. Yeah. Live. And I did a couple when uh, streaming your concerts was real big <laughs> a couple of years ago. Sure. Um, I had a couple people, uh, actually, Chris at Book Spring Quality reached out to me just to do a solo set. And doing it on my page, I'm reaching my fans that are engaged in my page. Doing it with Tranquility, they did. We did it. So actually, they did it live on Instagram. They had this uh, app that was able to do it on Instagram, Facebook. Oh, like a restream. It's, I think it was called something. Switcher or something. Yeah. <laughs> Switcher.io. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um. So basically, you're gonna be able to take advantage. To segue off of that, like I was able to take advantage of their platform to reach their fans. Right. <clears throat> so you're going to be able to take advantage as an artist with this new development of their platform. Totally. <clears throat> and that's all I'm saying. And then you could still play live shows too. Yeah, yeah, you can do both because there there will be a population of people that are <clears throat> in 10 years from now that are like us between the ages of like, you know, uh, the. 35 to 45, 45 to 50, and 55 to 65, and up from there, they're still going to want the live experience. But, like, I'm trying, I almost think that it's going to be the other way because I feel like uh, uh, there's a lot of people, like, it's not a lot of people, everybody likes music. Yeah. And ev everybody likes, would like to see a show, but a lot of them just like, are like, I'm not going uh, out. An with an them. A like, quick either anecdote about that when uh, Honeywell was playing a show in St. Augustine at the Sarvez on our first and, um, only out of the, con uh, the country, I wish, yeah. out of the state <laughs> tour. Um, we were playing at the Sarvez, and we had the idea to make posters and walk around before the show, little leaflets, rather, and hand them out. And my bassist used the line on one guy. He's like, hey, man, you like live music? And he was like, no, and just kept walking. My bassist was like, <laughs> like we were all like, that's <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, some people are just Back fucking you, assholes. Billy. I'm just trying to say, but I think, I think as of right now, I mean – 
there's a million people in this city right now, but there's not a million people at every show. So what makes you think like the majority of people probably would like prefer this over actually having to go to the show? Like you can just look at like oh, the uh, next generation. Yeah, I'm not even saying the next generation. I'm talking about right now. You can look at uh, uh, ticket sales and stuff like that for like football games and stuff. It is way better sitting at home with your friends watching a football game than spending hundreds of dollars at the the stadium but and like and you only those, have one view and there's but no But then those stadiums are still packed so people still go to see the live show sure. of the football and also stay at home to watch it but more millions more people uh still watch I guess you're on something anton I'm I'm agreeing with you I know yeah. I'm, so I'm thinking that the majority of people the would streaming, like this when the streaming picked up but then live shows started happening again. You still had the option. Like, they were still streaming mm -hmm. live shows for people that mm -hmm. didn't want to go out and be in the crowds. Right. And there's many reasons why people don't want to be out in crowds besides germs. Right. Um, so that could be something, too. Like, you're just streaming your live show. So the live show is still actually happening. But then some people are going to be, like, real CGI about it. Like, Charlie Puth could be, like, in a space suit doing... I'm not, Crazy shit. I'm not saying that anybody is that any one show. person is going to be like a uh, super CGI by it. What I'm saying is that the platform oh. is going to make every experience on that platform the same experience. And it's going to be comparable to the real life experience. I'm going to and I'm saying that like it. I'm not saying that like I'm, eventually. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, not saying now. I'm not saying quarter one of 2023 is going to give you that experience. No, no. And I don't think they would say that either. And they're probably not. But in the I'm next, saying like, 20 years. But maybe they. No, be, no, maybe not so. 20 years. I'm saying five to 10 years that you'll be able to. I can hand you a joint. In, in virtually, and you then can, you, you can, can give me the experience <laughs> of having a joint. If I'm I can smoke it. No, no. no <laughs> if, if I'm smoking a joint, yeah. and the person who's in this world over here is smoking a joint as well, yeah. and they want to be like. Oh hey, here you go, and pass me a joint. I could accept a joint while I'm still smoking my joint and have that experience. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. You get what or I'm trying to say. Or it could be some I kind of like say. if like 3D printers get uh. That's what I mean. Crazy enough. <laughs> Teleporters and stuff. To where it could make like organic material, like yeah, pass the joint. 3D printer prints up an actual joint real quick, I'm and just then saying, the joint is that's passed. All, that's all I'm saying is that I, I literally don't know. Very far in the future that that yeah. would be. I don't think it's as far as we think it is. Technology is growing exponentially. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I don't think that we're, I think to, to, to discount it as, as a major um, competitor to the live experience is, um, is not the, the way to go. I think that we should, we should Adopt acknowledge, this. I think we should acknowledge it as something that's going to be a real competitor for the live experience and that we should start to at least, Evaluate it as something to embrace rather than say, well, we just want to do the live experience. Well, may maybe when, you know, it's 130 degrees outside every day because of global warming in 20 years, people will just do this anyways. Maybe, but it's, that's it's, all we again, have. it's not just, <laughs> but again, we're not, you're just, you're not thinking about it, or maybe you are, but like you're discounting, I think, to an extent of it being more than just a consumer experience and it's the artist experience as well. It's reducing your overhead. There's no travel. There's no sure. hotel rooms. I'm right you there can do with all you. of this the from one thing I can think about as an artist myself is you don't get the crowd energy. Do you do yep. you think that you'll the, do you think that there won't be a substitute I, for that? So one thing that cuz I from what I could uh, digest from the article as my brain was braining um and then my brain just stopped braining. Golly gee. <laughs> what, what were you just saying? Uh, do you think there'll be crowds? 
Oh, so what they could do is that everybody watching will have a microphone. So if they cheer or anything, that that will be pumped through into whatever's going on with the artist live streaming. So then they can hear the crowd reaction. Yeah, how are you supposed to yell Freebird virtually? <laughs> it's going to be fully immersive is what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that, that, that there will be virtually, literally and figuratively, no difference between being in that world. And that just sounds absolutely insane. Yeah, it's some it's some weird uh, uh, Black Mirror kind of stuff. And I'm just saying that we have to acknowledge it as a reality of of the, of the entertainment industry and that a way that we should try and figure out as artists how to infiltrate so we can remain competitive rather than say, we don't want to do this, we're going to continue the live route. Still continue the live route, obviously. I think this is far away where any independent artist is uh, totally capable to to compete in this world. I'm just saying that I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's kind of a, an yeah. interesting take on technology, how it's adapting to the world post-lockdowns uh, and how we can you know figure out ways to, now to start thinking about how we adapt and compete in that market. Yeah, that world, and to know? like not, because like Florida is the most pain in the butt. Well, where I live in Florida is the most pain in the butt to tour out of. Yeah. Because it's just a six hour drive to even get to a new state. I know. Yeah, totally. And for me, there's not a lot of like hot spots in Florida to play. For anyone. Yeah. It's like St. Augustine, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa Bay area. Some places down south. We've barely been down south, so I forgive or forgive me for not name dropping a lot. South Florida's a hard market. I yeah. just don't know a lot about it yet. Yeah. We've played Boca Raton before. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's we a, didn't plan that right, so it wasn't very crazy. It's 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 a hard market. Florida so, is a hard market in general, you know, but sp- South Florida is very hard. But yeah, this is just something. This is so to cut down on cor- touring costs to not have to drive insane amounts and like be uprooting your life every day driving city to city and it's just to just be in a studio every day and stream it and it gives you uh, this this uh uh experience with, with venue and and the and the partnership that they have like both companies have done have figured out ways to uh, consolidate your merchandising your branding your uh, recording experience, like w- especially within Roblox alone, like all or Roblox, however you say it, this is like it, I did a deep dive in this today, so I'm like very interested in how tell. this is all working. It's it's crazy. They they make it virtually impossible for artists to like not adopt this platform. Do you think? Do you think Ooh. that's the world that the that way that the world's uh, sadistic or like yeah, maniacal? I, I feel you, but I don't yeah. think it's as bad as we think it is. Do you think that's the the way the whole world's headed? Like everything's going to be virtual at some point? Yeah, probably. yeah. I fucking hate that. Who says it's not already? No, oh yeah, I get it. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think that's awful. I think that's awful for art. I think that's awful for inspiration yeah. and and what are you going to be writing about and what like it just does. I I hate it. Yeah. I hate all of this. Yeah. I fucking hate this planet. Ah, let's <laughs> burn it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think about it at all. I just know that it's happening, and there's got to be a way that we can figure out how to adapt. I know? just don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna get good for a long time. I like you're betting five years. I'm saying at least twenty five. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll, see. we'll see. All we can do is wait and see. I'm, I would love to see what it's like how it for all sure. Unfolds. It's yeah. probably gonna. Song? S- yeah, it's probably gonna suck for a long time though. 
We'll see. Um, are you guys want to hit some unpopular opinions? Yeah. All right, let's fucking do it. I already it. dropped mine. Oh, you don't want to give another one to us now? I'll see if I can. The Pineapple Podcast had unpopular opinions, and I was just like... Did they really? I don't they have anything us? to offer. Did they steal unpopular opinions from us? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a personal conversation. Yeah. That I think you that's guys need to have everybody. What's your unpopular opinion this week, Yo, Greg bro? Molly, what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, 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 I hate fade outs in songs. We do a live fade out in one of our s- well, really, you really. No. Billy said no one does that, so I'm glad that you we said that. We do it, and everybody wants to rule the world. It's a, our cover. We, right, right, right. So That's we don't awesome. usually play a lot of covers when does, we co-bill. Does that song fade out too? Or it doesn't have an ending, does it? I couldn't tell you. I, I can't remember if it does either. But the but how, so how do you fade it out? I just turn the knob on my guitar. What about your drummer? She just plays real quiet. And then she's very good. What yeah. I started doing. She's very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's, she's good at playing quiet. <laughs> Yeah, Dang, yeah totally. she is great. I'm yeah. just saying the way they said she's very. And good. the first time we did it, I I did the I just like, as we got quieter, I got smaller and started kneeling down. And then now, wait, should I say it and then ruin it? Because if you come to our live show and we play it, oh, if you go see Honey What Live, you can see what she's talking about. Soon you won't even have to go. Just put on your head goggles and <laughs> yeah. get into your bodysuit, and then you could be there. Log in the metaverse, you're good to um, go. Yeah. How's that doing, by the way? <laughs> Anyways, no, it's fun because then we all like. Since I started doing it, and then Tim and uh, Sam and Andrea, to the best of her ability, being tall when she's sitting, we all crouch down as it gets quieter yeah. until it's just like we're all on the ground. I love. It. I have I have another part of this, which is also uh, if you do choose to fade out uh, in my world, in my virtual world that I live in, uh, you should have to speed up the tempo. I think that would be hilarious. Well, you can fade out a song. It's just lazy writing. That would be. That would be a. But your your punishment, your punishment for not having an ending to your song is that you have to speed up while you you fade out. I just don't get it. Sounds like chaos. I don't. I don't care if you get it. Okay, I'm just saying I don't get (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it'd be funny. Okay, it's a weird. So, uh, uh, to reiterate, Taylor Swift's new album doesn't slap. Ooh. Does she have a lot of fade outs? I don't know because I just didn't care to hold it in my brain. I think I've listened through it twice. Did you listen to 3 a.m. as well or just Midnight's? I, I did listen to 3 a.m. Hmm. Um, she came out. She did two albums. She it came out at Midnight because it's called Midnight's and then 3, and then three hours a.m. later. She's like, I wrote more songs that have too many words in them and here's the rest of them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, Taylor, but, you know, how many years has she been doing this for? I actually, um, in Nashville, I recorded with her producer. Oh, really? That's awesome. What was he's, his name? He's my engineer, Chad Carlson. He had his little Grammys sitting up. Little Grammys. Little Grammys, yeah. Little Grammys. No big deal. Two nice little Grammys <laughs> up on the ledge. And I was like, yeah, cool. I didn't really like it either. In comparison to all of other stuff, it was just very, very yeah. like mellow. and just Well, not just mellow, but just like very s- soft and weird and... Just kind of seemed like it was all. Uh, there was not. There's not a lot of her playing guitar. It's all her lyrics. I'm like, yeah, you're just you're running out of uh, ways to put words together. Yeah, I felt so too. Okay, I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know anything about that. You the don't. Album. You probably shouldn't. Miss, yeah, you're not yeah. missing much. All right. Um, Number one on the Billboard though today. Yep. Anti-hero. Yeah, it's because she has a cult following. Yeah, it's an it's so weird and annoying. I was excited when I saw it was coming out. I'm like, oh shit. 
And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. There, she has a one song that I like by her, which is that one. Um, I knew you were trouble, trouble when you walked in. in. That's a good song. Uh, that's a good catch there's, no, there's nothing upbeat or anything close to that on this album. Yeah. kind of sucks. I guess I'll skip this one then. Yeah. Um, all right. So my unpopular opinion this week is that um, I hate, hate, hate the term or the phrase, can we normalize whatever put at the end of it normalize yeah when people say can we normalize like you know putting peanut butter on fucking we'd normalize bananas pineapple on pizza yeah shit like that it's like i don't like it so anybody that just felt the urge to come for me i don't like pineapple on my pizza yeah because pineapple on pizza is gross number one and also the term can we norm- normalize whatever you're talking about is i i hate it as it would does that mean can we normalize? Like, do you want people to adopt your opinion or or whatever it is? Or it's like it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, just that's normalize what that's implying. It. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, <laughs> I I guess I just looked sassy when I said that to you, but I was I was agreeing with you. Yeah, it's just a weird. Was, it, no, like, emphasizing your point. Yeah, no, I liked it. It's good. Well, not having control over my facial expression. <laughs> no, it's okay. I feel you. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like I don't I don't like that term. Can we normalize whatever? It's just it's so like. It's so dismissive and just like condescending. In what way? How? Just in like what? What was it that made you mad? You're like, oh, I don't like this. Just when people keep saying it all the time. But so about what? Just about every, just anything in general. That's that's like like that's something like kind of unpopular or that's kind of like like can we normalize like again? It's, yeah, it's usually pizza. about something that is having some kind of friction about it. Yeah, exactly. I just don't. And it's like let everybody form their own opinion. Yeah, like we don't have to normalize anything. Let's just let's just. Just because you feel that way about it doesn't mean I need to feel that way about it. Yeah, and part of it's tongue tongue in cheeky. I think and it's fine. I just don't like the term. Like the, like the term can we normalize? It's it's also like there's an entire culture of people that are like, well, the term normal is kind of, you know. Not, not, I'm kind of. I don't like when people say new normal. That makes me mad. It's the same concept. I don't think so, but I don't really. Well, I like the concept of you not liking a term. Yeah, it's the same. But normalize. I I just don't like. I understand that you don't like it. And to me, I don't really care either. Okay, that's right. Unpopular, I guess. Yeah. That is in this uh, room. That is how that goes. Mm-hmm. Having opinions for sure. Yeah. Which is what we were just talking. About. Just like my opinion, man. <laughs> And uh, the, uh, so you're on popular pins. You don't like the new Taylor Swift album. It. That's it. All right. Um, I don't like pineapple on pizza. That's also yeah. That's a good one too. Is I can't say pineapple pizza. I feel like most maybe people that don't. could count. That's unpo- another one. That's a pretty popular opinion. Unpopular is that you do like pineapple on pizza. Like, yeah, exactly. Like me, I do. That's gross. Yeah, but see, that's what I mean. It's unpopular. All right. Well, with barbecue sauce. Ugh, so many levels. It's of that so boy. good. All right. Well, uh, Danielle, thank you so much for being with us today on Bottom of the Bill. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, y'all. Congratulations on uh, the Halloween appearance. Yeah. And having a great show. Uh, congratulations on Sugar Shack and all that stuff. I mean, it's great things going on for you. I'm stoked to see what happens with you guys. Yeah, this year has been really good to us. Hell yeah. So Let's keep that, mo- that momentum going. We're four years thick in it. Wait, 2017. Five years Five now. Five years. Oh, my God. It's all flies. Guys, make sure you check out Honey What. Danielle Moore, you you guys, like a solo EP coming out? Or what are you doing? Just a couple of singles? Yeah, I I don't know because that's 
a thing nowadays that I hate too. Wait, this might be an unpopular opinion. I don't like it when an artist just releases singles. I agree with that. I too. want the album experience. I want to go on the journey with you. Yeah, I agree. 100% on board with That's that. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm capable. My capabilities are returning to me. <laughs> I'm right. still not going to get all asleep tonight, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I might, I might do a couple singles for the Danielle Moore thing to start just to see how it goes, but always working towards some kind of EP or album for any creative endeavor, Awesome. which just now is me and Honeywell. Uh, where can people find your stuff? For music, Spotify, iTunes, all the major streaming platforms, I am on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Honey, what is on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube? I have a TikTok account with nothing on it yet. I am intimidated and trying to wrap my head around it. I just keep staring at the camera now. Uh, that's what it's all about. Is it, wait, the fourth wall or the third wall? I don't watch. You break the fourth wall. Help me. Thank you, Bailey. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, Bob and Bill. We'll see you guys next time. Oh yeah, adios muchachos (laughs) (laughs) Forgot That's the first time I forgot